The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by David McDonald. It is Friday the 31st of December mm-hmm. and this is episode 191. And a very Merry Christmas to all our wonderful listeners and a Happy New Year. Damon, how was the big day for you? Fantastic. Fantastic. We, uh, we had a great time. Everyone was safe. Everyone was uh, in good spirits. Um, great food, great drink. I bought uh, a ridiculous bottle of jameson <laughs> it was it was a lot of i'm not like humble bragging but it was deliciously great and i was just like fuck it i'm buying it fuck i don't care what i don't care what it is how i don't care what the, the receipt says just put it in the cart uh we drank that it was fun it was really nice how about you you have you have a good one with the kids yeah we went out to this really nice english restaurant in Bangkok called Hemingway's and they do fantastic Christmas dinner like mm. really really good stuff but there was an incredibly long wait in between the starter and the main course which caused a lot of consternation like my mum she's, she's one of these people who sits there and counts and watches all the people oh. that have come after us oh they those people came in after us and they got their food before us oh this is what I think's happened just like she's huffing and puffing yeah <laughs> yeah it's like an hour-long monologue about where she thinks the food is, what she thinks has gone wrong, all the people that have been served before us. <laughs> you think it's a, she, she thinks it's a personal slight against her? Yes, yeah. Uh, it's a big conspiracy. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, well oh, I mean, also, how, how, how bad was that six-minute wait? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was, it was really long. It was like over an hour, I think. It was long. And my worry with that is always like, is Esther going to go completely mental here? But she she managed to hold it together for the most part, so that was good. Um, disappointed that nobody bought me a New Japan titty pillow for Christmas. Oh, I just these? got it. <laughs> Man, you've been firing away the links. You, you, I mean, we've been, we've been, uh, I'm, I'm privy to a lot of information this week. Um, a titty pillow. Here it is. Uh New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's all Japanese. I'll translate that tweet. Uh, uh, they're not calling it a titty pillow, Joel. I believe they call it a muscle Missing cushion. trick there. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's a titty right there. Um, Naito version. And uh, of course, of, of course, there's an Ibushi version. Uh, he, he was probably first in line. He probably went to them and was like, we're doing titty pillows. <laughs> Honestly, I think we're leaving money on the table if there's not a Satoshi Kojima titty pillow. Yeah, he's the best. Yes. Now, now we're thinking. What are we? What are they doing over there? I mean, they're 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 in the right. Listen, they they they're the ones that 
started that. I mean, we're in we're in uh, lockdowns and quarantines, and there's somebody in a room like, I got it, titty pillow. <laughs> he has that muse that hits their head, titty pillow. Ah, good Is it that. too late to add the titty pillow to the uh, end of year awards ballot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you what. Um, Let's I, just do a quick plug for that. If you haven't voted yet, get on it. It's on yeah. twitter.com forward slash the super jcast. Please get your votes in. Um, unsurprisingly, we've got a lot fewer votes than Very we have well. done in previous years, but I guess that's a reflection uh, of the product and definitely not a reflection of me uh, running off <laughs> of my <laughs> listeners. <laughs> that's that's my New Year's resolution for try, try and be nicer. I don't want to. Well, I mean, look, Actually, I, we're going to do a they show. Deserve them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going to do a show. If you want to vote, vote. If you don't want to vote, vote. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, for all the all the reasons that we just uh, described uh, for that. But I mean, we kind of expected that too. And I think that's across the board. I think there's a, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, the guys over at um, Strong Style, when I was texting back and forth, um, which I hate. Um, that was my Ricky Gervais imitation, by the way. That was pretty good, wasn't it? I sounded just like him, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, that was great. Thank, thank that you. Was proper, proper The Office David Brent style. Thank you. Um, they even mentioned that their 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 numbers were down considerably. So, um, yeah, I've had a lot of people just say to me directly, "Look, I can't vote in good faith because I've barely watched New Japan this year." So that's. I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Joel, but. Did you have similar issues? Because I know I did. You know, I had similar yeah. issues of, I don't know if it was my memory or anything, but I was like, well, well yeah, I just, I had, so, I had trouble with some categories. That's for sure. Um, look, it is what it is. And it's a, it's a, it's a, a year that was, and, you know, we were all hoping for better things. We're all hoping for better things in, 2022 um and i think i think we start off on a good foot you know um obviously we're gonna we're gonna start off doing our thing talking about wrestle kingdom and then uh right after us it's uh it's a great interview that we did with with kevin kelly once again the annual tradition is back and he was fantastic as always uh with lots of insight and i and dare i say joel Little little nuggets, little little nuggets to kind of wet a palate for what's 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 to come in the next year, and I think it's exciting. Yeah, you always get a bit of everything with Kevin. He's uh, you know, he takes the tough questions, and he's not not afraid to fire back. You know, there's a, yeah. a couple of times he takes us to task, which I love. You know, I don't want uh, an interviewee who is just going to be all, all sugar and niceness. You know, I like someone who can be a bit spiky and, and make it interesting for the listener. So yeah, always, as always, it's a real treat to listen to. So you can look forward to that uh, at the end of the episode. Yep. And I um, will say this, that like for me, like I, I, that's a platform for Kevin, right? Like I'm not going to sit there and argue, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not, that's not the time or the place to have an argument, not an argument, but a, you know, a, a, a back and forth. Like I'm, he's on this show to get his opinions and we ask him those questions and we follow up with questions. We certainly did 
at the end of the interview, you know, not at the end of the interview, but at the end of, at the end of this show, you'll hear, you know, it's not like it's, you know, he answers and we follow up. Um, but yeah, I mean, that it's always enjoy. And I told him, we told him when the, you know, when we stopped rolling that, you know, obviously not only do we appreciate him coming on, but, you know, we just appreciate his candor when it comes to a lot of this stuff. So, um, uh, we talked a little bit. We talked a little bit about old territory style wrestling. Let's put it that way. There's there's, there's a lot of references to uh, there's references to the fabulous ones and the Moon Dogs, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Uh, so that's it's a very good listen. So definitely stick around with it. Don't fast forward. Don't get all don't get all silly on us and start fast forwarding because we're going to give you some good stuff as well. Also, keeping in mind that is the season for giving. Oh. What a miracle it would be, Damon, if all of our listeners, every single one of them, if you're listening right now and you have received any kind of enjoyment from the Super J cast this year, if we brought any sort of joy to your life, if we've made you smile, if we filled up some uh, tiresome hours in your life, just imagine if all of our listeners went over to redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast and just gave us like one dollar. Mm. If every listener just gave us a buck, wouldn't that be amazing, Damon? It would be. I feel like we're on a che- we're on a, uh, a, a, a <laughs> I, just, I just do one little push scene <laughs> as it's Christmas. I catch people when they're feeling generous. Maybe you've had a few drinks and they are. Oh, you know what? Let's let's give them some money. You got your phone in your hand. You're right there. I mean, you know, just you know, type in a little bit. One one dollar. Come on. I mean, you you guys piss away dollars like it's like it's like it's nothing. I know. I know. Or give us five or ten. Oh my lord! Who am I to that. tell you how much you should or shouldn't give? Yeah, I'm not here to tell you how to spend the money, but uh, spend money. I should play like we should have like some Sarah McLaughlin in the background or something. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damon hasn't had a cheeseburger today. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. While you do that, uh, I'm I'm trying to get in my last remaining daily fantasy hockey lineups. Sam, boy, this COVID is really. I, I forgot that. The, the Premier League fixtures are all janky, and now I've got a fantasy football team where like most of my squad don't have matches scheduled, so that's really annoying. Yeah, I'm trying to fucking correlate my fucking lines here. I got you know news popping on, like who's sitting, who's not. You know, Seven o'clock is is uh, is when all the games start. Um, so it's like okay, it's like a little bit of a little bit of a rush, panic to get these lineups filled in. As I do a super check, <laughs> but uh, listen, I'm a pro. I know, I know who I'm going with today. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give you guys a scoop. If you're playing, if you're listening to this after the uh, what the thirtieth here, but the thirty first there. Um, <laughs> if you have some way to tap in and go back in time, uh, I'm going to go to the record. Uh, well, obviously, Carolina is the 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 the, the, the chalky pick today. Um, with Montreal Canadiens being decimated by the COVID nineteen virus, uh, they're, they're, Joel, they're they're I don't think there's there's like one line of of legitimate NHL players. Everybody else on the team is from their minor league affiliate. <laughs> it's unbelievable against a team that is very good in the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, so you want to you want to you want to stack your uh, Carolina lines, and then I'm also going Nashville Nashville first line. Shockingly enough, I think that's going to be a hot one tonight to uh, weed off the, uh, the chalky picks. <sighs> I, 
I can't see. I'm just practicing right now, Joel. When we do our fantasy hockey daily fantasy hockey podcast, it's gonna be great. You're gonna fit right in. Boom. Away yeah, I've, I've started my research already. <laughs> can't just wait. Looking mine. forward to that. Um. Anywho, what's going on in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Joel? I mean, we have so much to talk about. It is that time of year where. Uh, let me let me start off with this. How excited are you? Are you? Or is it feeling? Like Russell King, I, no, I'm going to stop you there because those that's one of my questions. Actually, it's a question from uh, listener Jamie. Okay, so I'm going to press pause on that for now. There's two little news tidbits I want to oh, get to all right. before we start. The first is uh, we've got some venues announced for next year. So, New Japan are going to be running, uh, I think it's Budokan Hall for the anniversary show. The New Japan Cup is going to be between March 2nd and March 27th. 15 events, they are starting that at Budokan and ending with two nights. At Osaka Joe Hall. Ooh. So, what's your feeling on this? Because this is either, you know, them being extremely ambitious and thinking, you know, we've got a red hot lineup here and we think it's going to sell out big buildings, or they think that restrictions are still going to be in place. So, they're trying to maximize these events. Maybe a little bit of both, right? Um, and here's the thing even if they do, max, as you say, maximize the events with the amount of people that can go into a building, if it's 50%. 50% of a Budokan is a, better than a 50% of a, of a Korokan uh, when it comes to capacity. But, you know, it's my understanding, and I could be wrong. Know, my information might not be uh, the best when it comes to this. But in Japan itself, cases are, are relatively small. Like, it kind of feels like, and again, the worst may yet to come for them. I don't know. But... Our cases are, are low, and and there seems to be a little bit more optimism than say here in the states, where it feels like we're 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 it's a mess. Um, so maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe it's hey, we're going to run a big building. If we do have restrictions, still okay, we have a bigger big, bigger volume. We have a bigger a bigger bucket uh, to get that fifty percent. And then on the flip side, okay, if we can open things up. We already got the building booked, um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's a, a, a double whammy when it comes to them. So I I like the aggressiveness of it a little bit, you know. It's like I like the aggressiveness of it, and I look, they, and you'll hear it in the interview with Kevin. This company is raring to go, right? They are just waiting for some stability when it comes to this, um, and I think you know they'll be firing on all, on all cylinders. I really do. I feel. Man, I feel I I don't I after that interview I did feel a little bit more optimistic about 2022. I really did. Um so yeah, maybe that maybe the big buildings uh help with that. The second thing is the the big match that took place on Christmas Eve on Road to Tokyo Dome, which was the KOPW 2021 match, the end of year party rules where Toriyano managed to successfully defend the title and retain the KOPW title after beating Yoshinobu Kanemaru, 9 minutes 54 seconds, while Oni Koroshi... Uh, did you see this one, Damon? I thought this was actually quite fun. Um, they, it looked like they were legit drinking Suntory whiskey. Like, they opened the bottle ringside. They, you know, you could even... They, they put the, the microphone there so you could hear the sound of the bottle opening. Did they really? So these, yeah, these guys... Yeah, they, they were, like, legit 
chugging shots of whiskey and then running into the ring for a bit of wrestling. And then after the time expired, going back ringside, doing another shot of whiskey. And I was a bit scared. I thought, this is quite kind of dangerous. You know, if you get drunk while I was trying to do pro wrestling, if one of them, you know, fucks up a move or something, someone could get hurt. But fair play to them, they pulled it off. This this was one of the better ones. And to be fair to KFPW, I think it's getting a bit more creative. Like I enjoyed the amateur rules thing with Okan. I thought this party rules match was quite funny as well. So uh, I think it's on the right lines, you know, for a, a mid-card five, ten-minute filler match with an interesting stipulation. I'm okay with it. I've made my peace with it. I'm totally okay. We said it. We've said it a thousand times that there's a time and a place for everything, right? Um, and if it's fun, if it's creative, if it's you know, if it's, if it's not the same old, same old. I'm down. I will. Uh, you know what? I will watch that. And it, 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 and it wasn't like I watched it out of protest, I, or I didn't watch it out of protest. I just literally didn't have time to fucking move. It felt like, um, yeah. I, I would uh, I, if you're giving it a, a a recommendation. I will. I will go out of my way to watch it this weekend, and I will. I will return with uh, grades and all of it. Yes. Yeah, top two matches from that show were good as well. Everyone had their working boots on. It was a nice little preview for Wrestle Kingdom, uh, which we are coming up to now, less than a week away. Wow. Wrestle Kingdom in Tokyo Dome. Uh, first of all, Bash says, two years on, how do you feel about not being there live in person? Would you plan the trip next year all being good? <sighs> I actually thought about this today. I was thinking about, because you know how like on your iPhone, you know, you get the memories of whatever. And of course, you know, this is prime season you know i would leave like either you know tomorrow or the next day would be my flight and away we would go um obviously i would need to feel a level of safetyness i I would need to feel a little more safety (laughs) dances um in the sense that not necessarily for me of course fully vaccinated and proudly wearing that badge. Uh, I just don't want to get it, bring it home, all that stuff. So, the, And I don't want to get it there. Like, I think that's more of my biggest fear is, like, getting it and somehow testing positive there and I can't get home. Like, what would I do? I don't, like, I, I don't know what I don't know what I would do. Um, so that would be a terrible thing. I would just need a little bit more confidence in in health and safety measures of, for everyone, for me specifically. Two, um, it really depends on on how New Japan is 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 progressing during the the calendar year this year. Um, and then three, I, I still have this flight thing that I got to overcome. Um, so that's something that I have a little goal for myself in 2022s to get some professional help for that because again that will be a huge issue because that's that's you know 13 14 hours on a fucking plane um that i'm either going to be drugged out of my mind or i gotta find a way to to get through that so those three factors are going to be the biggest factors um for me a health and safety b getting over that flight anxiety that i fucking have and c where are we new japan um and is this is this going to be a, uh, from a pro wrestling perspective something worthwhile? Yeah, that's it. I think it would obviously have to be in a, a time where the, there's no quarantine. We've got full crowds. 
none of this clap crowd stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I definitely would be something that I consider once we get all, you know, the big stars from the States being able to, to come over, maybe mixing it up from other promotions. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah, not something in, in its current iteration that I could consider, uh, you know, especially with two little children as well. I do, you know, it's still my dream. I want to take them to, to a big New Japan show at some point in the future. But uh, yeah, probably that will dovetail with, uh, okay, fingers crossed, COVID getting a little bit better and having a freer travel between the countries. So uh, Jamie says, what are your excitement levels compared to previous years? I, when I look at the cards, I look at it and I think, you know, these are good matches. These are going to be really good shows and I'm going to enjoy it. But there's just, there's not buzz, no buzz to it, is there? No one's talking about it. Okay. Uh, and, and I agree with that as compared to maybe previous years. Um, it's, it's, it's not there. And, and again, we're in a bubble. You know, we're in a New Japan bubble. So in, if we're saying that the temperature is down, the temperature is down. Um, with that said, there is something about the Christmas tree being up, the lights on in the neighborhood, the crispness in the air, the getting ready for New Year. You know, there is something that kind of hits me back. And, and I hate to say it. I don't hate to say it, but, um, you know... That it, it, once again, that interview we did with Kevin Kelly got me right in the mood. Like it really did jumpstart something um, in me because before that I was very indifferent, very indifferent. Um, but I will say that I, I'm, I'm I'm definitely more excited just in general because it it's starting to feel like Wrestle Kingdom season, and I think that's important. B that lineup for night ones specifically that's a good fucking lineup that's a really good lineup and i think there's a lot that people can get excited about i think there's a lot from a match quality perspective um and and i still believe that there's there's something there i just i i i i want to believe that there's going to be a reason for you to want to tune in for night two I really do. And and again, I'm not saying that because I'm trying to tease a rumor or we've got inside information. No. But I just feel like there is over and above, you know, somebody won, you know, you know, Shingo won and he's wrestling Will. Over and above that. I just feel like there's going to be a reason why you will want to tune in for night two. Um, so, yeah, I would say definitely before the holidays i was indifferent and i'm i'm more into it as as we get closer so january 4th will have an opening match with the new japan rambo final four to advance to kpw 2022 four way the following day uh, i always enjoy these They're a bit fun you know you get to see a little cameo from everyone who's not involved on the main cards uh, any thoughts predictions who you think might go through to the four way on the 5th Oh boy! Well, if you're looking for surprises, this is probably a, a prime location where you'll find it, right? You know, if they're going to shove in a, a legend, uh, an old timer, uh, a name from the past uh, that's going to pop a crowd, this this is probably a, a good safe guess. This this is where this is this is going to occur. Um, I mean, the guys that they've been on all year 
Chase, I think, might be a good pick, right? He He's already been a winner, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. He won the darn thing, right? Yeah. Um, right. How about Doki? He's a guy I would like to see go through. That's you're just trying to think of like the, the uh, do we have a list of all the participants yet? No, no. I just okay. assume it will be everyone That's who not- is not in, on the main card, right? At minus bigger names. Um. All right. So you want a final four? How Can about I? Uh, you? You want a final four? Yeah. All right. Doki, Chase. Hanare? I think Hanari wins it. I think I think Hanari's going to be uh, I think Hanari's a good pick. Oh, Khan's not on on night 1, right? Uh he is. He's wrestling oh, he in is. a six-man tag. That's right. Hanari's I'll, I'll put my money on Hanari. That's 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 for a guy like a guy that's been in the mix mid card throughout the, the entire year. Doki too, though. Yeah, I, 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 I between those two guys, that's probably you're, you're going to be your safest bets, right? Yeah, I think that would be interesting. I think Hinara would be a good sort of straight man to play off the wacky antics of Toriano. So yeah, I think that would be a nice pick. Um, all right, then. First match is a 60-minute time limit special singles match, Yo versus Show, which I think is an interesting way to open up a Wrestle Kingdom with a, an undercard singles junior feud without the title on the line, which is something I applaud New Japan for, because usually they don't do this. Usually the only singles junior matches you get are for the title, so they're getting better at having a bit of depth to the division. And I thought the match that these guys had in the best of Super Juniors was really good. I, I like the feud. Obviously, with Show involved, there is uh, a ceiling to it because you know the shenanigans are going to come at some point. There's going to be wrenches involved. It will happen. But from the this sort of rejuvenated yo that we saw in the best of the Super Juniors final, I think this one could be really interesting. It's a weird placement on the show, don't you think? Like to start off yeah, the show. With a grudge match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's not like it's, you know, there is a history there, mind you. And they've started off with junior matches, obviously, in the past. But this this does feel like it can be a little bit different um, and a little bit spicier, right? a little bit more grit. And a, a caveat to this being that they will meet again on the 5th in the Never Six Man title match. Hmm. That's, uh, I mean, they're not allowed to brawl in the crowd, right? But there is a lot of open space at the dome, right? I mean, front row at the dome means you're 50 yards back, for Christ's sake. <laughs> um, so they could get creative, you know. It's not, and it's and and it's not like, you know, they they won't have opportunities to do so. Like I just don't want to see them fucking exchanging arm bars. Like I kind of want it to be a a little bit of a, you know. A little bit of a, of I want a junior yeah. brawl is what I would want. Yeah, because there's got to be a sense of escalation because again they've wrestled each other quite a few singles matches this year. So if it's just you know if the bell goes and it's you know collar and elbow tie up, then you're thinking, well, what are we doing? I right. want to see some advancement in this this blood feud between these two guys. 
Yeah, this is hardly a blood feud. Let's be let's be very clear. We're hardly at that point. But yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be great? And this kind of does touch on a lot of the stuff that we we hit on with Kevin. Wouldn't it be great if this just turned into one of those, you know, dare I say, peer sixers? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like they just they they just, they're going to town on each other and. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm getting silly here, but you know, dare I say, a little color, right? A little, little, little. Uh, make it a, like a real Add some legit- blood to this feud, <laughs> right? Actually, make blood in a blood feud. Wouldn't that be we- like? I know I'm talking out my ass right now. There's there's zero chance of that happening. But wouldn't that be something if they pull that one off? They they have they have an opportunity. Let's look again. They're going what? Fifteen? You think they're going fifteen? They're not going over fifteen, right? No, and it is followed by two nothing six man tag matches. So I don't think there is a danger of them doing too much and burning out the crowd early because there's a nice little come down in between that and the the Shibata fourth match. So I think they could do a lot of interesting stuff there. I do too. I'm I'm actually like again, it's a it's a weird spot in the card. First, to open up two nights at the dome of their biggest show of the year. That's why I keep saying over and over again, I feel like they have something up their sleeves, man. I think I think this is going to be a weird, fun show and i think this kind of like helps emphasize that like this is going to be a weird fun show the second match is rocky romero ryusuke taguchi hiroshi tanahashi against el Fantasmo, taiji ishimori and kenta so look preview match for the junior tag match the next day and the u.s title match the next day and the third match is bushi sanada and naito against will osprey great okan and jeff cobb so again little preview matches for the two singles matches on the fifth. I uh, don't have a great deal to no. say about these. It's just, I, I feel that these kind of matches are unworthy of a uh, wrestle kingdom. I do too. I mean, th- there's a lot of talent in the ring though. I will say that, right. It, but it is, look, you know, we're, what were some of the greatest matches of all time. And by no means am I putting this match on, again, on paper um, against matches that I'm going to talk about now. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want you to get bombarded with tweets, <laughs> but some of the greatest matches of all time were all Japan, six man tags, right? And the talent that was involved in those matches was, you know, sky high, unbelievable. They were, just, they were still six man tags. So I don't want to discount the idea of just because it's a six man tag, it instantly is meaningless. Like it doesn't mean shit anymore, but just because it is a six man tag. Just just for my sanity, read off read off the names of those people in that Will Osprey six man tag. Osprey, Great O'Con, Jeff Cobb against Bushi, Sanada, Naito. You mean to tell me that's not gonna be fucking good? You know what I mean? Like the problem is is that you see these and you're conditioned to have this is this is road to bullshit. Okay. Everyone in that ring has the ability to step it up several notches to make a what again, on paper, 
you know, with card position and the history of New Japan and everything that we see all the time, yes, you're conditioned to think six-man tag, boring, they're going to go through the motions, blah, 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 blah. No, not here. Too much talent in the ring, too big of a stage, and maybe I'm just giving them too much credit. I I think, and again, they're, they are working for, for you know, programs later on, you know, in, in the, in the, in the two, two days. I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of talent in that ring, Joe, for it to be not good. I think it's going to be very good. And, and how about this one? I think it's going to be one of the best matches on the show. <laughs> that is a hot take. I, I can't join you on that one. I think I'm looking higher up the card for the best matches of this show, but uh, we'll see. I like your optimism. The fourth match has a 30 minute time limit, a special singles match, Katsuyori Shibata, versus X. So New Japan announced that the rules have been determined for this match. It will be a catch wrestling rules match. Mm. Stretches and grappling will be the focus. Rules are as usual, but strikes are prohibited. Now this one caused a a little bit of a stir. And I will say uh, in defense of the company that when the Shibata match was announced, they did say the rules have yet to be determined. So it wasn't like straight off the bat that they said, this is going to be, you know, a a regular wrestling match. But uh, a lot of people have, have been disappointed by this. I've seen some people saying, you know, they're not, they, they think they're sort of pulling the rug out from under fans and they're not interested in it until Shibata can wrestle proper normal matches like everyone else. Um, I mean, personally, I'm just excited to see him back in the ring. I think this is cool. Uh, I thought the Zach match was one of the highlights of last year and I'm really excited about just seeing Shibata wrestle again. He's a, he's a brilliant wrestler, even if you do take the, the striking away, which obviously was a big part of his game, but... I think he's he's talented enough and exciting enough to make this really, really interesting. Um, there's a, another angle to this. Joe Lanza suspected that this could be a setup to a work. I mean, saying that strikes are prohibited, he thinks that would be a great way to get heat on a, an opponent for, you know, let's say the, the opponent gets pinned at the end, flash pin, and then in their frustration just kicks Shibata in the head or punches him in the face or something like that. So there's that element to it too. Uh I think that would be great if if that was the case. I love getting worked. Work me, baby. So uh, <laughs> that, that could happen. Uh, and we've got a lot of questions about this one as well. Bash says, with Shibata changing his style, not including strikes at Wrestle Kingdom, do you think he's ready for an in-ring return? Or does the difference in his style of match intrigue you more? I mean, this could just be baby steps. Maybe we just work on our way back to getting to full matches. Uh, Derek says, what do you guys make of Jonathan Gresham critic? cryptically tweeting out the name Shibata. Could he be X if Terminus and the pure wrestling rules is going to carry on? Would it really be a surprise if this is why we now have a grappling rules match? Uh, I don't think Gresham could get to Japan. You know, with the, the visa situation, quarantine situation, I don't think it's possible. Uh, Tails the deuces with Shibata not having an opponent announced and the type of match is, is it kind of obvious that is either Jonathan Gresham or Sakuraba? I mean, Sakuraba, that's an interesting option. I think that, that would be quite fitting. Uh, also, if this goes well, could we see DDT involved later on? Because uh, Takeshita versus a healthy Ibushi would be an absolute banger. Faces and Field says, is there any chance that X won't be a disappointment? Uh, Andrew says, could you think of any realistic disappointing options? Just listening to this pod and I can't imagine anyone who could actually come out and be bad. So please try to temper my expectations. Uh, William says, I got into New Japan after Shibata's retirement, so I have zero reaction or response to all the emotions surrounding his return. Am I heartless? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I, mean, I, I think you had to sort of live through that the sort of 2017 event of, of the Sakura Genesis match and how incredible that was and, and the, the sort of the, the heartbreak and the 
sort of hoping for these, how many years has it been? Four years? Mm -hmm. Hoping that he's going to come back and just hearing nothing, nothing, nothing. And they're getting little trickles, you know, him coming out saying that he's he's here, that that's all, uh, that the, the G1 finals that year. And then just coming out for, you know, runners with Kenta. And you're just getting little teases, little breakups. Thinking, oh, is he going to be back? Is he going to be back? So, yeah, if you missed out on all that, it's understandable why you wouldn't get caught up in all this. Um, I still think the opponent, I'm just going to go with the chalk pick, Suzuki. I think that's an easy pop, you know, playing Kazemina Ray. Fans will be into that. I think that as a grappling match would be really interesting. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've thrown a lot of questions, a lot of possibilities at you, Damon, with the, the rules being announced, possible opponents, all of that jazz. Your thoughts, please. Well, look, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Put me into the camp of I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed that I'm not going to go so far as to say any type of you know rug was swept out from underneath our feet and we've been hoodwinked and we've been misled. I'm not going to go that far. I... I would have preferred to have a full Shibata, not a held back, held, held, you know, limited um, Shibata making his return. Um, it was my understanding, and again, my interpretation. Was that I'm back, or you know, where he's him announcing he's returning meant he's back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I he, think to, in order to see that caveat about rules yet to be announced, you had to actually click and read the article that announced the match. So it wasn't there. It wasn't like it was in the the initial tweet saying the rules haven't been determined yet. You had to do a bit of digging to to find that out. And I would just give it a uh, there, there was a poll by uh, Evan Deadly Sins W on Twitter asking if you know people are going to watch the match if they feel misled 75% of people said we'll watch your battle matches under any rules grappling catch wrestling whatever and there was a question do you feel misled by New Japan and uh, 40% of people over 40% of people said yes or somewhat so you're not in a minority there Damon okay and again I, I, will I still be watching of course yes am I excited yes am I as excited no um, will it be great to hear the music, see him stroll down the ramp? Absolutely, without question. Um, do I feel like I was originally led to believe that he's coming back and he's getting in the ring and doing his thing and being him? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if that means that they hold back on who is in the ring with him. Like to me, it still, it further makes it feel like this is going to be a young lion or something along those lines. I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting, you know, I'm not expecting a big name. Now, Again, I sat here and I said, "Man, they got. They, I bet you they have big things up their sleeves, and they're gonna, you know, pull out all stops." And we're gonna. I did say that. So, well, possibly would it, would it be great? Um, Sakuraba, 
Yes, absolutely. I think the place would go nuts. The place would go nuts if it were Sakuraba. Abs- I think the place would lose their fucking shit. If it w- and I would too. I f- Look, are, I'm going to say this right now. They kind of have to go that way now, right? I feel like they kind of have to go that way. I, the, you can't, as much as I love Jonathan, Jonathan Grisham, it's a. I don't. He's not making the flight. B. Uh, that like people in Japan would be like, uh, okay, and I mean he's good, but you know, and, and and I think everybody at home would feel the same way. Imagine fucking Sakuraba in that goofy mask of his, <laughs> rolling down the ramp. Come on, and then of course, the, you know the, the the easy slam dunk. You want to you want to you want to fuck him. Pop a crowd, you know, have them stomping their feet rather. <laughs> fucking or uh, fucking uh, Suzuki. Come on, yeah, he was an underrated grappler. I mean, on his most most recent US tour, we just saw him doing the the funny faces forearm exchanges, Suzuki. But grappling Suzuki is uh, very interesting. And, oh, maybe Ibushi. Maybe if he's cleared, that could be one. Ibushi is a thought. I just don't. I mean. I mean, if you're looking for a, quote, safer environment for guys to come back, if, if, if Ibushi is, is circling New Japan Cup, I think we're just, I think we're, I think we're working ourselves here. (laughs) I think we're fantasy booking right now, right? Yeah. Right? I think big time. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to say they got the guts. And it being that they 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 threw out these oh these you know, no striking rules okay, and everybody's kind of a little down on it. And you don't think that's a work? No, I know. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's going to be that. I think I'm thinking it's going to be they they got to they got to have a name that's going to be comparable in that style. And I think Sakuraba is whoever said that is a is a genius. Um. Because yeah, I think that that is Chef's kiss that will, that would accomplish a lot. Both guys don't have to do too much, you know. They can do their their shit, and then they do it really well, and everybody would be into it. Come on, guys, pick up the phone, <laughs> make that happen. Come on. Fifth match is a never championship match. Tomohiro Ishii oh? defending against <laughs> against Evil. Uh, Nathan says, if you could choose between £5,000 and never having to answer a Dick Togo-related question again on the podcast, how relieved would you be to never have to answer a Dick Togo-related question on the podcast? Not only that, I'm, I'm asking the Dick Togo question this week, but uh, look, for all the bellyaching we do about House of Torture, like, I don't love it. I would rather evil... But basically, that little period towards the tail end of the New Japan Cup 2020, remember we had... Evil had that. I think it was a quarterfinal with Yoshihashi, and he just battered him with a chair, and then pinned him after like two minutes, and then wrestled against Sonata and was just just being like a, a bully, a bullying thug. That was an iteration of Evil I was most interested in. This one, you know, of course, with uh, Dick Togo popping up with the, the spoilers choker, it's just it's not very creative. They're doing the same interference spots every single match, and it is tedious. But I'm more okay with it being here in the middle of the cards than in the main event. So I think this is 
this is the level of uh, of evil at the moment, and it's not in the main event, so I'm happy with that. This could be a good match. I mean, I there's a possibility that they actually do some decent high impact, high intensity wrestling before they get to the shenanigans. But the shenanigans are going to come, and it will grind the match to a halt, and I will dislike it. But we'll see. There's there's possibility with Tomohiro Ishii in the ring that we might get something a little bit more intense and sort of sleepwalking through all the house of torture spots as usual. Look, all 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 we got to see is just a fired up Ishii and everything will be all right. <laughs> just got to see him fired up. Um, it's a match we've seen. It feels like 217,563 times. And I don't um, think it was ever good. I, I, I can't remember. It, it, with LIJ Evil, I can't remember any great Ishii Evil matches. And I'm sure they have... They, they, it's happened. Like right. they've, They have wrestled each other. But I distinctly recall times when I've seen that on the car thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. This, this will be the coming out party for Evil. And it's been just kind of... Eh, it, it was fine. Right. Even on its best days, you would sit and think, okay, this is you know a good middle-of-the-card match. You got Ishii, who's, you know, will work his fucking ass off to make it great. Evil has his moments, right? This has the possibility. But but that's even on its best days. That's that's on its, you know, the, the, the fucking moons are aligning. Best days. And now you're adding in a, a lot of different factors that, you know, kind of sours us on it. Um, yeah, I mean... Do I think the moons will align? The planets will align? No. I, I have no confidence in, in that happening. Do I have confidence in Ishii putting on a performance that is worthy of, of, of Wrestle Kingdom? Yes. Yes. Uh, do I expect lots of hit-me-harder spots and no-sell and, uh, you know, yes. And that can be both good and not so good. Uh, it's a toss-up. It really is. It, it it really is. And unfortunately, we we do have a history, recent history of 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 even with all that, we have a history of outside interference and shenanigans and ref bumps and refs looking silly and you know that's 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 our modern day evil. That's our house of torture. That we live in <laughs> a literal house of torture. Uh, so there's there's a blur cover in there somewhere, isn't there? Lives in a house, very big, big house, house of, of torture. torture. <laughs> uh, that's pretty great. I like that. Uh, I hope it's good. I hope. You know what? I here's what I really hope. I hope it's not good, so that I don't get emotionally invested in a match that that. Oh my god, they're doing it. It's happening, and then it gets fucking. It gets fucking ruined. Uh, well, also, David, keep this in mind. The spoilers trophy won't work on Ishii because he has no neck. He does not have a neck. <laughs> he, wouldn't it be great he can't get it on? It's, he, he keeps sliding through to his chest. <laughs> It'd be great. Oh, fuck yeah. We finally got a counter. Um, I'm Do not you think hold- we'll see a title change here? Does anybody care? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I think yeah. I, I'm going to say Evil wins, and yeah. he's our new never champion. Um, but I mean, to be fair, is that any less interesting than what they were doing with the never title 
for most of 2021? Right. Not really. Not really. Right. 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 I'm fine. I'm, you know, and here's the thing, too. It keeps them at that level. You know what I mean? At least they took the belt off the farmer. So, <laughs> Living the life. My boy's living the life. Oh, you shouldn't have showed me that. <laughs> uh, what, you want me to comment on it? You want me to do it? I'm not taking a beat. I'm not taking a beat. I'm not taking a beat. No, 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 I'm not doing it. Because even though it's on Instagram and anyone can find it, uh, look, Jay White's not going back anytime soon. No. He, when I saw what he's up to, I thought, you know what? Fair play. I, I, if I were him, I wouldn't get on the plane either. So yep. living his best life, good luck to him. I think everyone deserves to be happy. So, you know, I, I've made decisions. I, I quit my job to stay with my family. Right. And I'm, I, I stand by that. So uh, good luck to you, Jay White. In, enjoy yourself. Because, yeah, if I were in your shoes, I would not be getting on no planes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Let me know when it's all cleared up. I'm, I'm doing just fine right here. I'm, I, uh, I, I, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like cowboy Jay White. <laughs> Looking like, and he, I, 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 I mean, seriously, what a, what, I mean, what a life. That's a that's a fantastic uh, fantastic thing he's got going on right now. So good for him. Yeah, he took the you know this the American dream ideal that is almost called satirized in of mice and men and actually made it reality. Like, yeah. He actually made it happen and he's living it. You know, building his farm, raising his baby farm animals. He's, got, so. he's holding he's holding a little goats. He's holding a little goats. He's fixing sinks. <laughs> I, you know, and that is some deep lore I can get behind that. Ibushi beat him so badly at uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year that uh, he quit wrestling and became a farmer. I, I could definitely write an essay about that. But yes. uh, anyway, let's move on to the sixth match, which is the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Championship match, where we have the challengers, the World Tag League winners, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto, challenging Dangerous Techers for their second defense. Uh, I know this is not the, the sexiest match. I would have preferred to see Okan and Hinare challenging or even... Sonata and Naito, but I think this would be really good. I think they will give them a, a decent amount of time to get up there. I think they've got good chemistry. I think Yoshihashi is going to be fired up. You know, this is his, I think this is his first championship match at a Wrestle Kingdom. So yes, he's yeah. obviously going to want to make the most of it. And Dangerous Techers are always great. This is one of the biggest spots for Goto I can remember in recent history. So I don't see any reason why this shouldn't be uh, a very high quality tag match i mean not for nothing this is a pretty high spot for for taichi too right uh yeah yeah that's a good point actually i hadn't considered that probably taichi's biggest most high profile match yeah so you gotta got a lot of you know a lot of people in that ring that that want to put on a good show uh i think a lot of people and i'll buy it by a lot of people probably me you know kind of wish we went in a little bit different direction when it came to the tag straps, I wouldn't have had a problem of, of you know, why, why couldn't Dangerous Techers just win? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why not? Why, I, mean, I know we're building toward, and I just talked about a six-man tag, but why not, you know, Naito in that spot? Well, to be fair, I thought Kevin Kelly made a, a very convincing point about this uh, in an interview later on in this podcast. So I'm not going to say what it was. A little hook for you. 
to yeah. uh, check that out. But he convinced me after he, he laid out his point about Goto Yoshihashi. I was like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's certainly not a hill I'm going to die on. Right. Um, this will be good. I'm, I'm a little bit a little bit hesitant to go all out and say this will be great. Um, I, I, I think it's a weird dynamic. Like, like on paper, it just doesn't seem like a good – it feels a little bit unmeshy, right? These two teams. The, the like, dynamics are weird. Like, they, because the fact that Dangerous Techers were cheering on and encouraging Yoshihashi and Goto before the final, there, there's no sort of beef between these two teams. They, they seem like sort of quite cordial with each other. Right, right. Um so Taichi on Twitter has been encouraging Yoshihashi because he said he, he says that he doesn't have the the Twitter checkmark thing and he says <laughs> I didn't know if this was the real Yoshihashi or not. Go out there, go on. I hope you win and I hope you manage to get verified on Twitter. Did he really say that? Holy shit, that's funny. Ah, well there you go. You got to find a you got to find a beef somewhere. Uh, dig at him for not being verified. Blue checks. Um, hey, you know why? Why aren't we blue checked? I tried, Damon. I did try with uh, back in the day when we got scoops. <laughs> when yeah. Other websites no, were reporting stuff that we'd reported, but uh, it wasn't enough. If anyone out there thinks that we could get check marks and talk us through that process, then please get in touch. Yeah, I mean, what does it take? I don't even know what it takes. Like, do you have to submit a form? Yeah, for the, the route I was going down, which was as a, a news source, you have to provide links to us being referenced by other we were we were in quote, fucking quote, forbes they talked I about know, I know. That's oh, we were I the super it. j cat weren't we <laughs> or weren't we? just fucked us <laughs> if you put super j cat we'd have a check mark you know that you bitch oh god damn it all right all right let's move on uh seventh match iwgp oh tag titles you think they're changing hands they like to change hands in that dome don't they uh, yeah, it seems like the World Tag League winners always win the tag title battle. So I'm going to say no. I think Dangerous Techers hold on to them. Would we? So at, the, at this point, Evil would be a new champion. Yeah, we want, we're not going to do back to back belt changes, right? I'll say yeah. I'll say well, no. We might. I mean, we've had Wrestle Kingdoms where all the belts have changed. Yeah, hands. Right. that's true too. I'll say no. I'll say Techers hangs on. Okay, uh, seventh match, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. The best of the Super Genius 28 winner, Hiromu Takahashi, challenging the champion, El Desperado. There is a fantastic piece on Voices of Wrestling by friend of the show, Jay Michael, called uh, Two of Us Dodging Rent Shots, Hiromu and Desperado's Record Month, where he digs very, very deep into the data, the times that these two wrestlers put in in this tournament. And a lot of records were broken, and just the the sheer sort of physical feats of the length of time that these guys wrestled in this tournament, just breathtaking. And there's a lot of really interesting takeaways there about not only the, the these two wrestlers, but the the year that Desperados had, um, where it puts him sort of ranking against other all time wrestlers in their sort of famous uh, long endurance tournaments and what it says about the junior division, what it says about the company as a whole. It is long. It's very, very long, but I would strongly recommend anyone to you know, sit down, make some time, put aside 15, 20 minutes, get a coffee, sit down, read it, enjoy it, because it is brilliant. And it enhanced my appreciation of this match. Because And I've been saying, for it feels like years now, Damon, that I've wanted to see Despi against Hiromu at the Tokyo Dome with Despi as the defending champion. And they booked it. 
it is the co-main event. I mean, when's the last time the junior title was the semi-main event on January 4th? It was on January 5th last year, but this is January 4th, Wrestle Kingdom. This is a, a huge spot. And I have no doubt that the match will be great because, I mean, I mean what's the, the floor on this? Four stars, at least. At I least. mean, it, it, that will be a disappointment. Every time these two guys get in the ring with a historic rivalry that they've had, you know, I've written about it before for the Voices of Wrestling ebook. This is going to be brilliant. I can't wait for it. And it's a kind of match where I think it doesn't really matter who wins. I can see the case for either guy, but I think it will be more interesting for the division and more interesting for their rivalry if Despy finally gets that win on the big stage. I really hope Despy ret- retains here. I think he will. I do. I, and, I, and I made mention that I think him winning the title in the Dome, big spot, Wrestle Kingdom, against arguably his his biggest rival, uh, would mean a lot. It would mean a ton more for Despy to get the win than it would, say, Hiromo. Um, this is quickly becoming my favorite Hiromo feud, right? I mean, I, I would think before... It would be Dragon Lee, Dragon Ryu Lee, but this has quickly become not even quickly. It's it's been a it's been a long drip. This is this is this might be my favorite feud, you know, for for a guy who has had some good shit, <laughs> you, know? you know. he's got a he's got a body of work that uh, is pretty impressive. Um, I think we do see a title change here. I, I really do, and it, because I just think that this you 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 would make us you would you would make Despy a, a legitimate, not that he wasn't before, but he was kind of in this middle. You would make him. You would make him if he gets to win here. Uh, the main event, the eighth match, sixty minute time limit, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. The champion, Shingo Takagi, defending against the challenger, the G1 Climax 31 champion, Kazuchika Okada. I'm really excited for this one. We've seen them wrestle each other before this year, but uh, I think, I mean, Tokyo Dome Okada doesn't miss, does he? So I think anything less than a match of the year candidate is going to be a disappointment. And I I think this is tremendous, a, a real feather in the cap for Shingo for all the hard work and great matches he's put on the outstanding year that he's had for him to be able to cap that off with a January 4th Tokyo Dome Wrestle Kingdom main event as the champion. So he's going to be fired up. He's going to be out to to prove that he deserves to be there. And yeah, Wrestle Kingdom Okada is <laughs> one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So uh, my expectations are quite rightly high for this one. Yeah, I mean, this this... Look, there's a lot of pressure right now, I'm sure... Uh, on everyone involved to 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 make this great, right? To make this uh, a a memorable main event. And f- from what we understand, everyone is healthy and everyone is you know raring to go. So you know the two guys that are there, there really isn't any excuse right now to to not be great. Um. There's, there's no, there's no, there's nothing holding them back from, from, from doing this. Um, I, so I don't think that's in question. 
the greatness that that will be this match. I, I think it's a fair thing to say that this will be really, really great. I guess my question is this. Where will this reign for Shingo, where will this go down in New Japan Pro Wrestling history? Let's assume he loses. Let's 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 assume that this is the end of the run. Where where would he rank in in New Japan Pro Wrestling history for this for this title run? It's the same as the most recent Naito title run and the evil one. It's just going to have that asterisk next to it as a title reign that was ruined by COVID. There's no two ways about it. If this is a a title reign in front of, you know, full capacity cheering crowds, then who knows? It could have been an all-timer. We don't know that. But it's ruined. You know, we can't sugarcoat that. Having it in front of clap crowds fucking stinks. Right. I mean... I, I, there's no way around it, is it? I mean, we're we're at a point where it's it's going to have an asterisk. Like it, it doesn't stand on its own, even without everything that kind of hampered it. What if we're just saying the quality of the matches? Yeah. Well, okay. So what? I'm just trying to think. So he won it against Okada. At Dominion, which was a good match, not a great match. It was a good match. Uh, Defended it against Evil at Wrestle Grand Slam and Tanahashi. Tanahashi match was great. Evil match. His G1 was good. G1 was very, very good. The Zack defense was very good. So if we're talking just title defenses, Tanahashi, uh, uh, Zack, and Evil... I don't think it's an all time or anything, no. Right. Yeah. What? What? What could have been? Do you think he gets another shot at it? Well, first of all, let's 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 lay it out here. He, he you think he loses? I do. I mean, I don't think that. I mean, there's a non-zero possibility of him winning, but I just think the the temptation to end Wrestle Kingdom with Okada as the champion as the reset button is is too strong. I think that just seems like the chalk pick, a very safe move. And I think that's that's how we're going to go. And also just with one eye on the Noah show, I think Okada going into that as champion and his match uh, tagging with Tanahashi against Muto and Kiyomiya, I think it just makes too much sense to have Okada as champion and that as the main event. Right. Okay. Uh, do you think he gets another crack at it? Shingo? Um, no, I don't. He's what he's nearly forty or forty. I I'm not sure exactly how old he is, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't think so. It kind of sucks, doesn't it? Like here's a guy that, uh, without question, has and I've said it a thousand times that he in the past what three four years he's one of the most important signings New Japan has made. Like just so versatile and so. Um, able to do just about anything and work just about any style and matches fantastic. Uh, they trusted him enough to, to put the big boy belt on him. Um, and he carried the, the promotion in a very weird time. And he worked so hard to, to get to that point and to have all this nonsense surround him 
with clap crowds and just just the weirdness that it was. I kind of feel bad for the dude. Now, in the same breath, I don't know if he so would You don't think he's winning either? Right. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's winning for all the reasons that you said. I think... I think... Like, here's the thing. The magic number is 40. Like, if Shingo were in his 20s and 30s, you could make a valid argument to me to say, okay, Okada losing is, is, is you know, is saying, okay, Shingo, you're, you're going to be our guy. I don't think Shingo was ever going to be our guy. And I was going to ask, like, if COVID never happened, would Shingo be holding this title? Yeah, I was going to ask you the same question. Uh, I I don't actually know. I, I think in a non-COVID world where they have free movement of wrestlers to and from Japan, I, no, I don't think he would be champion. I don't think so either. And that's not a knock on him because I think he's done more than an admirable job. Like, like he's one of my favorite wrestlers. But the magic number is 40. Like he's young. He correct me if I'm wrong. He's older than than Okada, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Okada's in his what low thirties, right? Correct. There's, as you know, I know everybody's like, well, we've seen Okada a million times, and we've there's more upside with Okada, right? Right. There's there's absolutely. Uh, going into this 50th year anniversary thing where they're going to make a big deal out of that, it's just, it makes too much sense for Okada. Any, anyone, it's got to be Okada. Right. It's, it, I mean, it has to be. And I'm, and I'm saying that, and I'm not, you know, trust me, I'm not saying that like with a shoulder shrug and be like, well, it's got to be this. No, I mean, it's a good choice. It's a great choice. It's the right choice. Um, and he's been fantastic this year, Okada. And I think it's flown under the radar because people's expectations are so high. But he he's had, a, I think, a brilliant year. He's America. had a brilliant year, big spot, Wrestle Kingdom. He's go, it's, the, 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 the goods will be delivered to everyone's front door. No fucking doubt in my mind. Think about this. It's, that match is going to be great. If both of those guys are as healthy as everybody's saying they are, uh, going into it, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, yeah, I do think Okada walks out. I do feel bad for Shingo for working this hard, finally making it to the pinnacle and having everything in a round. And I think that asterisk that you pointed out, I think that's got to be a gold star because of everything that that, that – like he, he, was, he was the guy that the company was – that put the big boy belt on during its most troubled time. There has not been a more troubled time for New Japan Pro Wrestling, has there? Yeah, with the Ibushi injury, the Osprey injury. Oh my god! I mean, yes. even, even without those two injuries, I mean, does Shingo get that belt? Maybe not. But the, the fact that he was the guy that they trusted—you know, okay, everything's going to shit. We need someone reliable who can stay healthy and have outstanding matches at the top of the cards. There you go, Shingo. Definitely the right choice, and yeah, I think a, a real feather in his cap. Yep, and and here's the thing. Not for nothing. 
if he doesn't win wrestler of the year in our poll, just fucking toss it out the window. <laughs> right? I mean, he's got to win that fucking thing because everything that's been stacked up against him and to do what he did and to do what he's done, uh, again, 40, 40. That's, that's, that's saying something. That is saying something. Okay, sorry. I just, <laughs> I just, just like, did I up. lose you again? No, I don't. She, Esther woke up and walked into the room, and it oh, no. always makes me smile because she comes out, her hair's like Albert Einstein, <laughs> with her, her little face all scrunched up, all confused. So I just, just redirecting her to her mother's room. Uh, uh, okay, so we're moving on to January 5th. Then. Yes. Uh, first match is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Championship three way match where we have the champions, Flying Tigers, Tiger Mask, and Robbie Eagles. Hey, Tiger Mask. In a championship match at Wrestle Kingdom in 2022, who'd have thought? Yeah. Uh, against Rocky Romero and Yusuke Taguchi, the Mega Coaches, and El Fantasma and Taiji Ishimori. Now, normally I would say, why isn't this a, just a, a simple two-on-two tag match? I hate these multi-match, like the, these multi-way matches. But actually, I don't hate this one. I think this one will be really fun, and I think just the chemistry of all these guys. I think I will really enjoy this one, and I don't mind that it's a three-way actually i think being a three-way might enhance it because if it was mega coaches against elp and ishimori yeah that would be really good i would enjoy that flying tigers against either one of these teams i don't know i mean i i think tiger mask has done really well in this role as, as junior tag champion but i think maybe the fact that we're having a three-way could be there to hide his lack of uh, mobility or dynamism or, or athleticism or, or whatever. So how are you feeling about this uh, being a three-way? Who do you think wins? I think it's a good call, right? It's a, a, a tradition, a little bit more traditional opening to a Wrestle Kingdom show. That's for darn sure. Um, okay, can we tip our cap to, to Rocky Romero to, to go into quarantine for two weeks, uh, travel, just a regular headache that that is, to be in a multi-tag opening match at Wrestle Kingdom. Awesome job. You know what? That's that, that, my friend, is called dedication to the craft. Dedication to the craft. Um, I think it'd be fun. New, New Japan Pro Wrestling without Rocky Romero is much, much worse. Yes. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. At least in the, in the States, that's for sure. Um Fun. It'll be fun. Good opener. Fast paced. You know, everybody gets their shit in. Ten minutes in and out. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, to me, this is a, this feels like a traditional Wrestle Kingdom opening match, right? And I think all the bells and whistles that come with a ten minute sprint, multi man junior tag match, you'll get at the dome. Yeah, there'll be some Taguchi bum shenanigans. There'll be some ELP boot shenanigans. I think it'll be fun. Um, Big spot, be, Robbie. Yep, it'll be yeah. fun. The question of who wins, though, because, I mean, you think, would ELP be going back to the States anytime soon? Or Rocky, like, it, or Robbie? You'd think any of the uh, foreign wrestlers in these three tag teams might be leaving the country soon. So it's hard to pick, you know, who's going to stick around to defend these titles? Yeah, that's that. I mean... If you're throwing that into the equation, it's kind of hard to to pinpoint. I'd be I'd be a little bit 
like I would just be pulling names out of a hat at this point because who knows what what's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you, know, you know, is Taguchi going to do a tour of the states? Right. You know. Yeah, I mean Rocky? that is another option. Like the winning team takes it to the states and tours it there, which I thought they were going to do. But I suppose that could be either Mega Coaches or Phantasmo and Ishimori. Yeah. I mean, that could. I mean, why not? We could do that. Have that sit around strong for a little bit. Why not? Um, you know, Rocky Romero shows up on uh, AEW television with the uh, the yeah, coveted shoot your tag straps. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's my pick. Then I'm going for the mega coaches. Me too. All right, we're in. Good. Okay, second match is a Stardom special match: Starlight Kid and Mayu Iwatani against Saya Kamitani and Tam Nakano. Uh, I don't know anything about Stardom, so I'm afraid. I cannot do this match justice, but I just think it's cool that they've got this spot here on the main card and not on a dark match and that we're all going to get to see it for a change. No doubt. Absolutely. Um, who do, who, who's our uh, resident stardom expert at Voices? <laughs> Look, Damon, people on the Voices of Wrestling Slack talk, uh, are more interested and talk more about Glate and stardom than they do New Japan. So really? <laughs> everyone. <yeah. laughs> wow. Uh, they, no, they, they, there's a podcast, isn't there? Jumping Bomb Audio, I want to say. Okay. All and right. So they will probably be able to give you more information about these fine wrestlers than we will. Yeah, that's that's for sure. I'm not, I'm not uh, up on Taylor and Kelly are the co-hosts of that one. All right. Rock, hop, hop, hop over there. Give them a listen. No, I'll get you all caught up. I, I bet you Kevin Kelly's going to listen. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you. I, 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 I might say that with a giggle, but I bet you he will. I bet you he will just to, you know, and he'll, you know, he'll lean on Chris Charlton, who's an encyclopedia of knowledge. So I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he'll be Googling shit. <laughs> it's Twitter. That's, it's Twitter. Yeah, that's one of the benefits of calling the match uh, remotely that you can just whiff up the search engine and, and find out stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't be surprised if that happens. Tweet him. Do, you know, Directly tweet him information. Be like, or try and distract him. Just t- tweet him outrageous and hilarious or shocking things. And try and throw him <laughs> off his game. Right, right. The first stardom champion was Junkyard Dog. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's impossible. Oh. All right. Uh, third match is the KOPW 2022 four-way match. I mean, this is disturbingly high on the card <laughs> for my liking, <laughs> uh, which I think maybe speaks to the depth of this show, but uh, whatever. I mean, it's KPW. I can't really make any other prediction than Toriano wins. We just going with another Yano win here. Do we know, like, okay, so there's no special stipulations here? No. The, the fact that it's a four-way, that is the stipulation. So the that four is- final wrestlers from the Rambo will go into this one. So let's say... Uh, Hanare, Yano, Hanare, Doki, Chase, and Chase Owens. He's going to defend it. He's going to defend his. Wait, well, wait. no, it's, it's not being defended because it's a new title. Right, it restarts right. every year. calendar year. So stupid! Oh my god! <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we had it. Right. Okay. Um, what about Kanemaru? would be fun. Can we throw Kanemaru? Kanemaru had his. Or is he, he's had his shot. No, no, no. He had a shot. He can't. Okay. He can't be in this. Can't be in this. Blow it. He blow it. You blow it. Um. Give me a prediction. Yano wins. Oh boy. Yeah. 
I just think so whoever wins it has got to have some sort of range, don't they? He's Unless like they're going to take a, a, a new direction with KOPW and have, have it not being a comedy mid-card shenanigans title. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, like, who, who's the funniest guy on the roster? It's Taguchi, and he's already yeah, got Taguchi. a match. Yeah, yeah he's uh, Who's the second funniest? Maybe it's Yano. You know, who, who else is funny? Chris Charles. <laughs> okay, Chris Charles <laughs> winning. Why not? Uh, wouldn't it be great? Now, that would be something. I tell you what, I would fucking lose my shit if Chris Charlton won. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> he fucking hits the ring. I would love that. And he has like brass knucks or something and knocks out fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wouldn't that be great? And he wins? Uh, you know what? They'll probably, Yujiro will probably be in this, won't he? Got to have some House of Torture uh, representation. Yeah. And then he'll be KOPW yeah. champion and then there'll be lots of sleazy stipulation matches yeah yeah stripper on a pole match or something yeah I think uh, I think Joel's got uh, more uh, kid shenanigans going on probably yelling at no. somebody <laughs> no, no we're good no alright alright yeah I'll uh, I don't want to say it's Hanari because I don't even know he's going to be in the fucking thing but why not let's put all our chips on Hanari when in the thing but now that you said it's probably Yujiro uh, fourth match, we have never six-man tag championship match with the champions. House of Torture show, Yujiro and Evil. Oh, no. Okay, sorry. Yujiro can't be in it because he's in the next match. Oh, there you go. Everybody's yelling <laughs> at their <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Everybody's yelling at their, Dick Togo, at their right? iPhone. Let's put Dick Togo in KMPW. Uh, show, oh, Yujiro Christ. and Evil defending against the challengers, Yoshihashi, Goto, and Yo. So, uh, yeah, a little tweak to the Chaos team where we have Yo coming in instead of Ishii and... Yeah, I mean, it was a shame that Chaos lost them, but I think it was the right time for them to lose them. And I don't hate them being on House of Torture because it, it, I still think these titles are more meaningful than they were before when they were just an afterthought and they seemed to throw them on people at random and the defences were rubbish. So again, I think this is what I wanted for the Never Six Man titles. I wanted them to be defended in interesting and dynamic Korok and Hall main events. So that's a tick. And I wanted them to be defended in... Uh, high-paced, snappy mid-card matches on big shows. So you can put a check for that as well. So give these guys 10, 12 minutes. Uh, there's going to be shenanigans, but given that it's the fourth match and it's a six-man tag match, I don't mind the shenanigans in a match like this. Uh, I think, I don't know. This is quite tricky. We could have Yoshihashi and Goto being double champions. I don't, we could have House of Torture doubled up. We could have them having we, all the never. Anything, anything never is House of Torture. Uh, oh, yeah, all right. I'll go with House of Torture successfully defending here. House of Never Torture. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to have a complete monopoly of the Never titles. That that can be their thing. They can have the Never stuff. All the Never. Never, Never. I'm sure there's a joke in and there somewhere. We can I'll never watch it. it. <laughs> never watch it, right? There you go. That's, that's it. I was trying for it. I was fishing for it. I couldn't, I, it was out there somewhere. I just couldn't, just couldn't grab onto it, Joel. You, you pulled it in for me. Appreciate it. Uh, that is good teamwork. We should challenge for these fucking titles. Who could be our third man? Chris Charlton. He's got brass knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> I think me, you, and Booze Leprechaun, we could have oh, a really good rate with those titles. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Now, uh, how about... Uh, um, Editor Dan. We could have like Freebird. Freebird yeah, style. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Here's the thing. I think editor Dan could kick people's ass, like legitimately kick people's ass. Like you get a couple pints in him. I feel like he could do some fucking damage. Am I, am I, am I, am I out of my mind on that one? Yeah. Pint glass to the face. Yep. Headbutt. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Dan's could handle himself. I, I went Dan. Well, yeah, it'd be, it'd be free bird style. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Can I be Terry Gordy? okay uh fifth match is a special singles match sanada against great okan uh elliot says please make me care about okan versus sanada please Uh, michael says is the sanada push over it's not over i don't again i don't think sanada is ever going to be champion but i think he's a guy you can sort of cycle in and out for uh the b shows the c shows you can push him up a bit and have him in semi and and main events you can have him main event the odd g1 show uh but i think for things like wrestle kingdom he, this is where he finds himself. This is right. his spot having singles matches against guys like Zach, guys like Evil, guys like Okan. I think this could be good. I mean, they're both very accomplished grapplers. So I think the, the mat work could be really interesting here. Uh, Great Okan, he never has the same kind of match twice. So he is someone I'd be looking at here to do something a bit interesting. And yeah, I mean, there's not much juice going into it. But um, for the fifth match on the cards, I think this could be quite decent. It could be good. Um Look, I, expectations are not high. So no, no. But I will say this as well. I mean, uh, we're in this spot because we're in this spot, right? I mean, do we really think this match would would be occurring if if circumstances were different? I don't. Right? I, it's it's just like he's he's going to occupy that spot because that spot is empty, right? And he's a guy yeah. that they can lean on. Until reinforcements come, I mean that's that's the best I can give you. That's the best and I also, can give I'm, you. I'm glad we've got an Okan singles match again at Wrestle Kingdom. Right, it forces New Japan to say, okay, I got to play these cards. You know what I mean? I got I, these are the fucking pawns I got to I I I, I got to play chess with. And by doing so, you're putting them on the fifth match singles match uh, on a Wrestle Kingdom card, where there's going to be eyeballs. Even if it's just, hey, it's Wrestle Kingdom. I do it out of fucking tradition. I, you know, it's, it's, I gotta watch it. Okay, trust me. There's, there's more people hate watching Wrestle WrestleMania that are going to be hate watching fucking Wrestle Kingdom. That's for sure. I would hope. Uh, look, it'll be, it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I think if they went and had like a, a ten minute high pace, high intensity grappling match, like if this was kind of a the, the sort of thing that we might see from Shibata on night one, then I think it might impress a few people. Maybe hopefully silence some of the Okan doubters. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. looks like they I don't know if they're working towards a tag feud between these uh, four guys because the sixth match is a special singles match, Naito against Jeff Cobb, which is a match that I printed for the G1 final. I mean, who knows? It, that might have been the case before Naito got injured. Uh, but we've seen Naito back in singles action finally. Um, we haven't seen these two wrestle each other since... I want to say the 20, maybe was it the 2019 G1? Maybe I think it might have been, um, but yeah, but big big spot like this. I think I like the pairing. I think uh, Naito's a guy who bumps a lot and sells a lot for his opponents, and that's exactly the sort of opponent that makes uh, Jeff Cobb look at his absolute beastly best. So I'm looking forward to this one, and I think there's also a, a fair chance that the winner of this is challenging for the top belt sooner yes. rather than later. Yes, I think that's that's the key. I think that's this this is a setup for future title defenses, no doubt in my mind. Um 
and look, and I we, have... uh, sorry, uh, a thought just popped in my head. Jeff Cobb wins, and then Jeff Cobb is the first challenger for New Beginning or Golden Shoes or whatever it is. I haven't looked at the calendar, but I think he'd be a nice first defense for Okada given their history together. I think that would be a perfect fit, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I uh, um, I don't have the records book in front of me, but Naito. You know, we know that Naito has no problem lying down in in uh, in, uh, in the dome. So uh, I don't know. Do we make do we do we make Jeff Cobb a little bit more of a threat? I think so. I think it'll be a good thing, and I think it'll be a great match. Singles match. You got a guy who Jeff can throw around a little bit. Naito, who's who look in a big spot. I'll take Naito any day of the fucking week. I think it'd be a very good match. I'm, I'm actually, that's one of those matches that I'm looking forward to most during the weekend. Because I think this is a match that, not that it hasn't happened already, but I think this is a match that makes Jeff Cobb. Seventh match, IWGP US Heavy Championship. No disqualifications match with Kenta defending against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, if this was a straight singles match, I would be far less interested because we've seen these guys wrestle each other a ton. I think the fact that it is the semi-main event of the Tokyo Dome that brings with it certain expectations for Tanahashi in particular. Uh, you know, this is a very, very big spot for Kenta, co-main eventing at the Dome. And with the no DQ stipulation, I think they could do some interesting and nasty things. Occasionally, we do see Hiroshi Tanahashi do things with tables where, or, or ladders or whatever, where you think, oh, wow, you, you know, I wasn't expecting him to go that hard. And he does. So I think this is going to be the spot for it. I think this one could uh, surprise a lot of people. I think it will be really good. I think uh, I think what people are worried about is the 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 age of and the physical condition of both guys. Like if this were ten years ago, I think everybody would be like, "Ah, oh, my, you know, their minds would be lost." Um, let's not forget, in a big spot, <laughs> Hiroshi Tanahashi in the Tokyo Dome. He'll, 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 he always finds a way. Always finds a way to make it great. I know people are a little bit on this no DQ step, and it does open the door for bullshit. I don't know. Look, as we'll hear later on, a big theme will be how we need baby faces to take a stand. So maybe this is one of those things. Maybe it's one of those times where finally people get their people get their due. We'll say. You know what I just had a thought of? Um, and this is like a little production meeting on the air. We got to keep this to to, to three hours. <laughs> we got right. We get the Kevin Kelly Kelly shit that you know that's good, that's a good hour. So just FYI. Yeah. Um... All right, well, that's a, a little challenge for editor Dan to try and yeah. squeeze all this into three hours. Uh, okay, we're we ready for the main event then. Let's so, do the it. eighth match is the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match where uh, we will see uh, Will Ospreay taking on the winner of the Okada versus Shingo match. So I was just looking at the wrong thing there. It had Shingo versus Okada, and I was just thinking, what? No, that's not right. But I was looking at the January 4th, not the January 5th. Uh, okay, so it's going to be Osprey against either Okada or Shingo. Uh, William says, what are the odds of Shingo winning night one and Osprey winning night two? Osprey versus Shingo in the dome could be off the charts. I mean, again, I, th- I think there's a non-zero possibility. If Shingo wins on night one, we're looking at Shingo, Osprey. Osprey. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Uh, which you know is going to be very high on the match of the year list. There, the match they had at Dontaku. If we're seeing that main event at the Tokyo Dome, holy hell! You know, strap yourselves in. That's going to be a wild ride. I don't think it is. I think it's going to be Okada against Osprey. And just the way that uh, New Japan like to tell these long-term stories, we usually get the these little trilogies at the Tokyo Dome where the person who is initially the heel loses their first two challenges. You might expect them to win the second challenge, but they don't. And it's kind of a little bit tragic for them. And then they have a little meltdown or something. I'm thinking that, you know, Okada Tanahashi, Okada lost the first one, which Wrestle Kingdom 7, I want to say. Mm. And then Wrestle Kingdom 9, everyone thinks, oh, well, Okada's finally going to, you know, he's going to get his win back over Tanahashi here. But he didn't. And he's escorted from the ring, you know, sobbing. And that becomes a big thing for him. And then finally, he gets the win in the Tokyo Dome rubber match at Wrestle Kingdom 10. Uh, same deal with Naito. So we had Naito, Okada, Naito loses Wrestle Kingdom 8. Everyone thinks he's going to win Wrestle Kingdom 12, but he doesn't. Big tragic moment for him, but then finally wins at Wrestle Kingdom 14. So I think this is where we're heading with Osprey. So he has never beaten Okada cleanly. I mean, he beat him in that G1 match, but that was after the Great Okan run-in. Mm-hmm. So he they had their first Tokyo Dome match at last year's Wrestle Kingdom where Okada wins. And I think Okada wins again here. I think we might see a little Will Ospreay tantrum or meltdown or something afterwards. And then somewhere down the line, next year, two years, three years, whatever, they've got plenty of time. Uh, I think uh, eventually when he finally turns face again, Will Ospreay will get his win over Okada at the Dome, but I don't think it will be this year. Uh, now, they had their, their match at Tokyo Dome last year, I thought was incredible. Like one of my matches of the year is going to rank very, very highly. Um, so with them in the main event this time, with... The, the titles on the line even you know put aside the title shenanigans whatever you make of it this is this is for all the marbles here there's no fucking about the winner of this one is going to be the top boy in new japan pro wrestling so i don't think they're not going to leave anything on the table here they're going to be going all out you know will osprey's first tokyo dome main event this could be something very very special i think okada is going to win but i think that the winner of this match is not really the point for me I think I'm just excited to see them going at it in the main event. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna blow the roof off the joint, as the kids like to say. Um, it's going to be look. I, th- I think at the end of the night, Okada has his hands raised, and that's that's the story going into the new year. Like, that and going into the the Noah show. Um. I think, and and we've said this many times on this show, that Will Ospreay is a guy that New Japan has always had a circle around to be viewed as a legitimate top guy. He's a top guy now, but he has, it's always been that narrative of New Japan. He's going to be a guy, a top of this promotion. Um, and I think you are right that 
New Japan does an outstanding job, or at least they have in the past, and, and if history is any indicator, there is that you, you, you're going to fall off the mountain before you climb back up to the top. Um, so, yeah, I do see that. I think there's plenty more in the tank with Okada. Right? I don't think there's anything that we need to do to downgrade or put him into you know Tanahashi status where you know he's starting to wind down his career and all that stuff and blah 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 blah. Look, we are just we are just we're in a holding pattern. We are just idling at this point. And and again, I keep referencing the interview we did with Kevin that's coming up shortly. We we, we we're all in agreement. We this company is just idling right now, with the with the idea that the engine is prepared, the gas tank is full, the tires are inflated. We are ready to go. So that if and when this world changes for the good and the better, and everyone is safe. This company is going to be full blazing speed ahead. I'm excited for that. And I think the best guy that can represent that is Okada. And I think the smart move, if, if again, we are raring to go, and, it's, and it, all indications are we're, we're getting ready. We're getting ready. All we to, all we need is the word. All we need is someone to drop the fucking flag. We're ready to go. Okada's your guy, right? So that's how I think it will end. That's how I think it will end on night two. Um, I'm pumped. I got to be honest with you. I am pumped for these shows. I, I think it's. I think it's, listen, we've been through some challenges in the past two years. Some, oh, I mean, everything. We've had some challenges, and this company is one of them. Has had plenty of them. I think we're ready to rock and roll. I feel I'm feeling pretty good about this, and maybe this is just blind optimism. I'm feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, the, the pessimist in me thinks we're still in for some Omicron fuckery, but uh, we'll see. Uh, questions about Okada then. Multiverse A says, if Okada beats Shingo and Osprey, do you think they go full reset and have him disavow the new title? and decree his belt, the, the classic uh, V4 belt, will be the IWGP title moving forward. I fucking hope so. Uh, yeah. I do. I mean, it's, it's a minor thing. It, it is a minor thing, Joel. And it, all, all, in the whole grand scheme of things, it's a minor thing. But you, you know what, what that would kind of mean for people? I, I, I just think it's very important. Like, I, it's stupid, but we invest ourselves in this dumb fucking promotion. And it does feel like some of that was hand waved, and the fact that there is that that again we are we are putting it out there. There's no you know nothing that says it will happen, but I but I hope it does. I really do. I don't I don't want to sit here and be like things can't change and things can't evolve. That's not what this is. But I just. I don't know. I just feel like, like to me, if if this if if Okada wins, he has that fucking title, arms rainmaker pose. The fucking streamers are going off. It feels like someone just woke me up from a fucking fever nightmare. 
And I was like, oh, that was all a dream. <laughs> right? That's it. That's the feeling I fucking want. I, I want that. Harold May in the shower. Oh, I, I just had the weirdest dream. Right. I want Harold. I want Harold back in the shower. I want I want Harold back in the shower. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's that's what I feel. I feel and, and I feel like that, the opportunity is right here for it. So, again, maybe I'm just fucking over optimistic. Maybe I just, you know, that would be that would be fantastic. This was all just a fucking fever dream. Do you think they keep the in that scenario they would keep the world title and have that as like maybe a secondary title? No, no. But here's the, you can keep the world title as a, a bad idea. The world title is the is that is that physical belt? No, uh, I mean the, the, the world belt. Ah, fucking throw it in the trash. It's worthless. <laughs> it's fucking worthless. I throw uh, it right in the fucking rubbish. I who cares? Then give it away. Give it away to charity. I don't give a shit. Give it to us. Send give it, it to us. us. I'll, I'll take it. I'll have it. I'll put it right there. Um, I, it's worthless. Who gives a shit? And then, I, you know, the Intercontinental, I don't know. Okay, we'll figure that out. Who cares? I, I, want the, I want New Japan's champion to be wearing that title. Sorry. I don't care what you call it. World, IWG. I don't give a fuck about that. Well, I kind of do, but whatever. I'll concede that. I'll, I'll let that one go. I want a, that. I want that cha- championship. That would. I don't know. I just really feel like that would mean a lot to a lot of people. I really do. I really do. We have a question from. Uh, very worried about Ibushi's shoulder. Says, is it inevitable at the end of night two that Okada will be hoisting the belt above his head as Gelo goes back to his security blanket? If so, are there any fresh matchups available for Okada? Is that a concern for you? The no, lack of no, fresh opponents. Be- no, no, because again, I uh, I know I'm, um, I said it a trillion times, but once this, once they're able to, we'll have plenty of fresh matchups, and even matchups that you know. Maybe we've seen before that will get reignited. Um, nah, I think. Nah, <laughs> I, 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 I really look. Let's put it this way. Let's let's lay it out on the fucking table, Joel. If 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 AEW does a big show, who do you want on that fucking show as world champion? Okada or Shingo or Will? Okada. Okay. That's that's what I'm hitting at. And again, if I'm not saying it's happening, I'm not saying the please, but like if if there's going to be a possibility of something like that, that's what that's 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 what we want. That's what we want. They're trying to get back a audience that they know that they're missing. They know that they've had a down year. They know it's been a struggle. They they know it. They know. Well, I must say that having talked through these two cars with you, I'm a lot more excited about Wrestle Kingdom than I was initially. Uh, I think we'll have to stop there so we manage to keep everything in a three-hour time limit. I believe we'll be recording again maybe January 6th, so we'll be reviewing the two Tokyo Dome shows and then a preview for the the Noah show in Mm -hmm. uh, Yokohama. So I guess we will stick a pin in it there. I do have some questions about Shenmue I want to answer, but we'll save that. for when? I don't know. <laughs> we'll get to them eventually. So yeah, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. 
please, if you've enjoyed us this year, if we brought any uh, happiness to your life, then throw us some money. We'd appreciate it. Uh, Discord link, if you want to get involved in that, for all the live watch-alongs and fun that will come with Wrestle Kingdom, shoot me a DM on Twitter and I will send you a link. At Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast for one of our t-shirts. Big thanks to Editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Don't forget to vote in our end of year awards if you haven't done so. That's pinned to the Twitter uh, at the SuperJCast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye. It's that time of year again, the annual festive treat that is our end of year chat with the English-speaking voice of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Mr. Kevin Kelly. Kevin, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, with everything that's happened over the past two years, we all know how precious that family time is, especially at this time of year. How was your Christmas? And uh, moreover, how was Spider-Man? Oh, it was wonderful. And by the way, if I do ever come back uh, as like a uh, Marvel character, festive treat. I want that to be my name. I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. dial that up. Or it's my stripper name. I haven't figured out. I was going to say that. That's what I was going to say. It's going to be my stripper name. Um, no, uh, Spider-Man was very good. And I, I jumped into the whole Marvel thing during the pandemic. So the one good thing that came out of the pandemic was me being able to watch all the Spider-Man Marvel movies in order and understanding where I am. So I didn't just sit there with a blank look on my face going, huh? I kind of got it. So it was fun. What's your favorite? I mean, we're starting off with a little Marvel universe here. What's your favorite movie so far? I really was into Doctor Strange. And really? it's like the just the whole kind of subtlety of his character and his arrogance. And he was a dick. but. I I liked him, and I just love those three-dimensional special effects. Um, I like that kind of stuff much more than Crash Boom Bag. Okay, so I'm going to get I, – I, I agree with you. Now, I haven't watched any of them. My wife is obsessed with them. She loves them. She watches every one of them. Um, here, let me give you my, my quick take, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, there are problems – that are easily solved if they there's, there's always this one monkey wrench that is thrown in the middle of the movie oh it's the the stone of Cloudercon that we have to capture oh of course it is what what do we have to do and i'm always like i just like the effects i guess i guess i like the big fight scene at the end but i just hate the fact that every movie has that they go through half the movie and then it's oh we just need this missing stone to save us all and and yeah i mean if you're you know, seven or eight, ten years old, it's the coolest thing ever. If you're a teenager, it's the coolest thing ever. If you're older, then it's like, okay, how do they tie it all in together? And I do appreciate like the uh the crossovers and the fact that, oh, this happened in this movie. This is a callback to this. It's the little stuff that the you know, where you go, aha, where you get rewarded for watching them all. Um, mm-hmm. other than that, yeah, it's just this incredible CGI laden special effects film. Uh, with good fight scenes. Yeah. Kind of like New Japan Pro. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> um, so, Dr. Strange's favorite. Now, do you does that cross over into DC? I don't know the difference. I, so, I'm, I'm talking at my answer. Separate worlds. Separate worlds. Uh, yes. Right. It's uh, it's WWE and AEW. Okay. And and you are more of a I would be Marvel. much more of a Marvel guy. I just found the DC, you know, I thought, oh, if I like these Marvel films, I'll enjoy these DC movies. 
what kind of crap is this? Like they're just, they're that. just not as well, just not as well thought out. Um, gotcha. And the, now we're going to get all the DC people. Listen, if you like it, you like it. But for me, it just wasn't my, uh, my bag of oats. Gotcha. Well, with those uh, links to New Japan, you know, the little callbacks, the, the storytelling details that reward us as, as long-term watchers. Uh, let's talk a bit about New Japan and the, the year that they've had. So New Japan in 2021. What, what stood out for you, Kevin, this year? Is there any one or, or anything that you, you want to particularly throw flowers at or berry, for that matter, um, that, things that might have flown under the radar even? Well, the biggest, the best thing of the year uh, was, was Shingo. And Shingo being rewarded for all of his industry-wide, industry-long hard work and the effort and the consistency and the level of good to greatness that he's been over two decades. Um, This was his time to shine, to be the big fish in the big pond, and he held up very well. It was, it's a year, if you're, if this was a sports franchise, this year would be a losing record, in my opinion, for New Japan. And you could point to a number of things. Number one, the roster size affected by the pandemic and travel restrictions. Number two, injuries, COVID and otherwise. And, and three, just sort of all of the, dominoes that kind of do fall into place when one player is out, one player has to fill in. And because that player is not in his normal position, sometimes two positions can be let down. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, I do think another big standout for the year is there's bright spots for the future. I think on the horizon that we're all just waiting to see in the name of returning young lions who Mm. I think, I don't know if they're going to come in and save the day, um, but boy, the good guys need some help because the bad guys are are whipping ass and they're getting no retribution for it. So they need to uh, turn the tide as it will. And I think they will. What's, what's the one thing, uh, English commentary aside, of course, Kevin, what the, what's the one thing do you, that you think and you believe that New Japan did better than any other promotion did in 2021? Um, well, let me think. Video production is outstanding. Agreed. Um, and even when, so if you're watching a Road 2 show, let's say, for example, and there's one main event match. Uh, that one main event match is made to be a big deal. Um, the making lemons into lemonade this year, the never six man titles became what was just an afterthought a whatever into a destination prize, a destination match with talents that had been, well, two thirds of them were proven. One third of them was solid to great in Ishii. The other one, Goto, good, maybe teetering, but good. And Yoshihashi, eh. But in terms of the video production, 
I thought they were, I thought they had an outstanding year. They had to deal with a lot with COVID and it was very difficult for them to do their jobs. But I thought that they performed admirably. There is a lot of, I would have been there more, but there were restrictions on headcount in the buildings. I don't know if you guys knew this. No, no, no. So normally if the crew let, and these are just random numbers, let's say it takes 50 to put on a show because of COVID restrictions, they might be limited to 30. Okay. So within, within the arena, within the building. Oh, so that means 20 people have to work remotely. Whatever that number is. Because I would say, oh, it was so-and-so, so-and-so. Hmm. Smaller crew on the world team. Smaller crew on the production team. It was all headcount. Because when, and they, they figured this down to the last head. It was, we are allowed to have X number of people in this building. Wow. And we know so that includes people who were take, t- taking tickets, selling T-shirts. Yes. Everybody. Everybody. And so sometimes that meant, well, English commentary can't be there. So there's no point in having you come early type of thing. Right. I knew I was going to be there because I had said, I need to do the G1 live, please. And they said, no, it's a good idea. You're right. So they figured that into the planning. But then there was some back and forth because I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to miss Christmas, et cetera, et cetera. And then I was like, no, it's okay. I, you know, I got the all clear from the wife. No, we've already submitted the headcount plan. We can't change it now. Wow. You're going to have to call it from home. So it's, they've had, they've had issues that again, nobody knows about and, and they do it seamlessly. Um, it doesn't af- affect the in-ring product, but it just means that talented people have to work harder to do the same job that they've done with help in the past. And I thought they pulled it off really, really well. They turn around these video packages in the middle of the night, right after one event's over. Uh, and then, hey, the finals is the next day or whatever. So, yeah. And when you have injuries and when you have card changes, you've got... You know, they had the uh, they had the Ibushi Shingo VTR built weeks before or, you know, leading up to it. They had it built beforehand. And then what, the day or so before they had to change it right. and put Tanahashi in. So now all of that is hard work and that goes unseen. But uh, and I've listened to you guys this year and I know that you have been much more critical um, than you have been in the past. I've agreed with some and I've disagreed with some, but I haven't been like, oh, they're salty on the product. Boo, Joel and Damon. Mostly just boo Damon, you know, but that's <laughs> that's usual. Of course. I mean, that's fine. Joel gets a Joel gets a pass because he's watching with one eye open. You know, he's got two kids now. So I got you there. Sleep deprived. I mean, but but you know as well as I do, Kevin, that we I mean, we wouldn't do this if we weren't passionate and we didn't want it to be Great. Um, and it's just, and it is the sports analogy where it's okay, you know, we're we're it doesn't feel like we're in playoff contention. And it doesn't feel like we're, you know, we're rebuilding for the future and we're stockpiling draft picks. We're kind of in this little limbo. And COVID has a lot to do with right. that. Uh I mean, 
is the feeling there, hey, we just got to get past this COVID. We got to get we got to get past this. And again, we're 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 knee deep in it still. We're two years in. How has the company been? I guess from a where where everyone's head is uh, when it comes to this, and when it comes to communicating rules and procedures and travel and bookings, like how has New Japan coped in the past two years? It was kind of a struggle. Uh, let's say right after because I got there just and I was going to call Don Taku in. Uh, quarantine, and then they wound up canceling them um, or having them. I forget what they did. They canceled a bunch of matches. What did they do? It was so long ago, but that was like, oh no, they canceled the, uh, they postponed the baseball stadium. Right. So that was, that was a big, like, all right, boys, what are we doing? And everybody got together. We had a big meeting and the air was cleared. And it was, this is what we need in terms of communication, because we kind of felt collectively and, and, you know, so this was brought up that they didn't understand all that we were going through traveling from America because we had American restrictions. We had Japanese restrictions. We were concerned about not being able to get back into our country, whatever, whatever. How long is the quarantine period? Is there anything the company can do to bypass that? And this is a pro wrestling company, mind you. Like, we don't have an HR department, do we? (laughs) Well, no, I don't think so, no. Um, So they, the same people that have been handling travel have been handling travel through COVID. And it's been a lot of extra work from you can do this, you can't do that. Oh, no, wait, you can do that now uh, because the goalposts get moved or the rules change or whatever. It's not New Japan doing it. It's the government telling them they can. Um, Yes, you can come to Japan. No, you can't come to Japan. Oh, it's okay. You can come to Japan. Oh, so, you know, and of course the foreign talent that doesn't have a visa, not being able to get new visas processed. I would, I would guarantee that some of the bigger tournaments of the year uh, would have looked different, different uh, teams, different individuals that would have been in if, there would have been, you know, the ability to get visas and to sell more tickets because right. some of the some of the buildings were pretty close to capacity, let's say, for the G1. Um, most of them look pretty full outside of the block seats. Um, but I would imagine that there would have been more significant demand and buzz if we would have been able to get some some newer, fresher names in there uh, that always kind of tickle everyone's fancy every year come G1 time or come World Tag League time, let's say, for example, with those two. I thought that I thought the best of Super Junior tournament was pretty damn good, mm-hmm. that it was a, a solid field of 12. There was no easy night off. Everybody got a little time to shine. And in the end, a, you know, an interesting story and the best junior of them all made it to the finals. So it I, I felt like that was mission accomplished. World Tag League was kind of, you know, there was two divisions. And the bottom half should have all been relegated or not in the tournament in the first place. So that's having a 12 team field is tough when you don't have 12 teams. Yeah, it's been a very messy situation. It's been it's been really tricky, obviously, sorting out the visas and, and getting the, the travel arrangements done and everything. And that's just for people with the, the pre-existing stuff. So 
we understand that the company's been hamstrung to quite a large extent. Uh, what about f- for you personally, Kevin? Like, how have you handled these past two years? And is there any doubt in your mind at all that things will get better? You know, we sit around and we think, oh, yeah, you know, when the the clap crowds are finished, when travel's back open again, New Japan's going to be back and full force. Have you got any doubt in your mind that things will get better? And do, do you think the locker room shares that feeling as well? Uh, no, I have absolutely no doubt that because I, I just re-signed for three more years. So I'm, it is. Yeah, Good. so I'm sticking around for the long haul. And that was my, that was my ask. Um, I want to see this thing through to the other side. And I want to see the young lions that are away on excursion come back. I want to see them in big spots and I want to see kind of everything return if possible and may not be the wrestling landscape has changed. Cultural landscape has changed. I think there's going to be a learning curve, getting the clap crowds to remember how to cheer again. Wait, (laughs) we're allowed to, you know, Chris Charlton and I were jokingly saying, but there's a, element of truth to this that we're going to need to make videos you know that they play to the house beforehand but the the rules now the rules are you can scream and shout you're still not allowed to get stand on your seat you can take pictures you could do this and that (laughs) but you're allowed to scream and shout you know we'll put taguchi and and uh have some ha ha in that yeah taguchi and officer (laughs) liger and and uh get some conductors leading the charts right 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 but i think it'll be it'll be good once all that happens uh and, and, you know, I just follow it kind of day to day like everyone else does. I look at the news and I read the case counts and it's like, OK, cases got very they were very high over the summer. And then it began to go down. Good. Uh, now they've started to inch up a little bit, but nothing. You know, it's still below 50 a day. And the hospitalization rate is very low. Um, so that's all encouraging. So there are positive signs. But yeah, we do need to get through this. And it it sucks to be playing with half a team and, you know, having the crowd restrictions and all of that. It just leads to sort of, a, a, you know, it's not a real exciting atmosphere. And for me personally, I would love to not have to wear a mask at ringside calling matches. Sure. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, no, no, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of the discourse amongst the Western fan base has been about who isn't isn't traveling to Japan. You know, th- this guy's getting on the plane. Why is this guy not getting on the plane? Do you think that there are concerns that New Japan has splintered off into people that are in Japan, people that are willing to go to Japan, and people who aren't in Japan, and there are no signs of them returning for the biggest show of the year? Well, I mean, who are we talking about here? We're talking about Juice Robinson, David Finley, and Jay White, right? Those are three names. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Juice and Finley are Juice and Finley. Jay White would be there, but he's getting a green card. So he can't leave. Hmm. Is it is it a renewal process that's just is just they're just so no, backlogged? He's getting, an Amer- can... he's getting an American green card. Okay. Okay. And I don't come on here to tell you guys half truths or bullshit. You know, I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the story. Jay would be there, but he he can't. Because he's he's in the process of getting his American green card. Gotcha. So there you go. And Juice and Finley, I think it was more of their decision to just kind of stay home. Uh, Juice in a you know burgeoning relationship with his fiance Tony Storm, and getting a house and doing all of those things, and and 
David Finley kind of being, he's more looser and ready to go with it, but sort of kind of being tied to Juice in a way. And it was just like, oh, if Juice is here, you know, Finley can stay and we'll we'll use him on strong and, and he can do impact and this, that, and the other thing. And both guys are fine, you know, but I think once, once the travel restrictions are gone, then I think in terms of those three, it would be a full crew. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you don't f- foresee any issues with Juice or with Finley eventually returning, or do you think this is we run our course with those? No, things? I think it's well, it's up to them. Right. It's always up to them because the way the the way the contracts are written, it's sort of like a, a it's a mutual option for each year. It's not a club option. It's not a player option. It's a mutual option. So we'll see. We'll see whatever they want to do. And and again, if if the goal is to make the most money possible and you can make more money by doing something else, you know, this and is, travel less. Yeah, travel less. This is the reason why we saw we've seen every departure that we've seen over the last what, 10 years? If you lump in, let's just take okay, from from Devitt to Anderson and Gallows and AJ. Even, you know, Shinsuke for a bit wants to go make a lot of money and surf. Uh, Kenny, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, sure. Uh, so there's there's money-making options out there. And I, I think that everyone is weighing their options more carefully now because you've got AEW as a as a big player. And it's it's changing the marketplace. Um, it, it makes free agency more lucrative. And because companies like Impact have to match what, uh, you know, AEW could potentially offer for a a pretty, even a low-end deal in AEW is pretty damn good because you're not going to be working a whole lot. National TV. National TV once a month, let's say. Oh, okay. I get to be home 25 days a month, maybe 20 days a month and make... This much money? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. What, what? Speaking of TV, is there any word, any situation, any any light at the end of the, of the tunnel with some kind of North American TV deal? Yeah, and uh, I think we'll know more about that soon. Oh, <laughs> is this is this? Something that is in the has been in the works or is in the works or is likely to be in 2021? Well, well, 22. 22? Yeah. I think so. Nice. Okay. Okay. I've been, uh, you know, th- there's been, um, you know, there's been good movement and good conversation. So we'll see. Well, but I expect everything to be uh, sewn up here pretty soon. I mean, part of my responsibilities that was sort of written into my contract. So I'm, I'm, and they said, we don't know the start date, uh, but we're, we're thinking that this is going to happen. And I was like, Oh, cool. That's fantastic news. I think everyone would be thrilled with that. I I like that. I like the positivity, Kevin. I don't know if you know that about me. I like the positivity. Joel is the nattering nabob of negativity. Let's be fair. According to Reddit, he is. I I, listen. (laughs) Oh my God, Joel! I'm the lightning rod for all the bad stuff. You've got to. I'll take it. I know, Joel. Joel decided to play bad cop. You know, this past year, Jesus. 
He sure did. Hey, so let, let's keep the positivity going. If, if you were in charge, if you, you, you were running the ship right. over there, what changes would you Fire make? Fire Rocky Romero. No. Um, <laughs> what changes would I make? What changes would you make just to kind of, I don't want to say renew interest, get people back on board, but renew interest and get people back on board. Okay. Well, the first thing I would do is something that I wrote uh, and spoke to Obari about personally, and that is stop punishing people for posting gifts online. Oh, bless you. That's, bless you. that's. The you know if uh, okay I'm the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling and in my first hundred days, here are the things that I would do. Number one, stop get get whatever warring factions there are, bring them together and say okay boys we're not gonna we're not gonna play cop anymore because this goes back to Harold May this was his edict, and somebody needs to just write the executive order and just make it go away. That we're we're punishing innocent fans who are not profiting off of sharing images of our product. It only serves as advertising. It wets the whistle. It doesn't give anybody the, um, the full course. Okay. And I said, and I was assured by, cause I've also discussed this with a few prominent gift makers out there and said, if, if this all went away would the gift community police itself, and would you oust the bad members or report the bad members? You know, people who are giving away finishes, people who are spoiling it for those who haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And they said, they they assured me, absolutely. Okay, well, right. good. Then, then the company needs to meet you halfway and do away with the stupid policy. So that would be the first thing I would do. And the second thing that I would do is I would um, find a new vendor and provide a new updated uh, njpwworld.com. Oh, you're two for two. You're two for two. Because the site is unwieldy. It, it, we need an app. We need easy accessibility. Um, there are a lot of different things now. that Because w- that site was built in 2014. Right. In the last seven full years, we haven't been able to do new things with video, embedded videos, different things. Um, also get a search feature, yeah, how just, about, a, just a search would be great. Yeah. How about a search feature? That's not because it was all driven off of Google translate. Right. Okay. So therefore you're only limited based upon that technology and, and it's gotten better. I find that search is a little easier now. Maybe I've just memorized my workarounds as I'm looking for something in particular. And usually it's dates. Like I want to know when did this particular match happen? And I'll type in, you know, the who's and the what's, but then I'm scrolling through search forever. And I'm like, this sucks. So if we get a new, uh, I think the price point is great. I think we can, we can stay with that. I think just a new experience for the viewer and that all of our eggs need to go into the new Japan world basket. If there's television, television needs to drive the audience to new Japan world. Point blank period. That's it. It, Because the goal of television in North America is not going to be to sell tickets because the experience that the television viewer is going to get is, you know, I was told, well, is it New Japan Strong? No. New Japan Strong is going to continue to air on on NJPWworld.com. 
okay, great. So what are they going to see? They're going to see, you know, uh, recent matches from big shows. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, that's great. But that doesn't sell tickets because those guys aren't appearing in an arena near you. Maybe, maybe other than once or twice a year. Um, so let's drive everything towards world and stop dicking around with every other, you know, uh, company out there. I, I just think that I, I think we're competing against ourselves when we do pay-per-view. Boy, are you? Yeah. I mean, especially on a platform that let's be brutally honest here. Isn't the greatest. Yeah. It, if it was, then, you know, and if it did, I have no idea what, what kind of buy rate it does. I have no idea. But to me, it's just, it's short-sighted. Um, and I think if we just invested heart and soul, it, because the team is there, the people are there, they can do it. It, it just, the... You know, one side may want this, the other side may want that. And I'm not sure what the wants are. I have no idea. But there's we're at some sort of impasse here. Why haven't we updated things? So, again, I would come in as the peacemaker, but as the decision maker as well. And say, this happens today. Oh, this? This will happen tomorrow. So those are the first two things that I would do. And do you think that's more of a North American-driven idea? Yes. Yeah, 1000%. Streaming is still not big in Japan. Um, it's very much a TV culture. TV is going to continue to always drive the bus um, with the TV Asahi relationship, which is going to continue. 50 years, by the way, we're sure, heading yeah. into. I mean, that's that's a pretty damn good television partner. So we can't argue about that. But uh, again, the whatever it is, we need to just move forward and fix the things that are broken. Um, and I think those two things would get North American fans excited. Would it increase subscribers? I think maybe a few, but I don't think it would really move the needle. What's going to move the needle are big stars. And eventually we have to get to, and I think we can, where we'll see some crossover with big stars from AEW coming across and wrestling in Japan for big shows. If they can come in, do a big show and leave, then okay, cool. And if you get two or three who are available, who are freed up to be able to do an entire G1, okay, cool, great. A couple of teams for Tag League, great. So if that happens, then I think if those three and, – and the you know, that – talent exchange i think would have happened already we would have already i was going to ask yeah do you think that was already in the plan oh yeah sure because uh, again we've seen crossover with our guys being able to come to america but nobody can come from america to japan so that's that's the biggest thing we don't and again they don't sneak guys in they could but they don't because they they're an honest honestly run company uh, speaking of things that need fixing, I, I don't want to spoil the oh, results here of the interview awards just yet. Uh, you see, he's the bad news guy. I told you. Here see? we go. <laughs> I, look, I'm here to ask the tough questions, Kevin. Look, let's just say that there is a, a considerable amount of fan discontent with the influence of Dick Togo and House of Torture okay, in New Japan. Now, we, we all know I'm going to start with how do you know? Oh, we know. How do you? We are bump. How do right, you well, know? Okay, so and again, this is. Our our year end awards already 
are flooded with least favorite, least interesting. Wait a minute. Now there's two different things. There's influence and then there's hatred. Oh, even even if we're talking like purely the in-ring product that we're watching as a, a New Japan fan, like a child could be watching this and seeing every House of Torch match, Evil Match Show match, Dick Togo's popping up, interfering. The referees are more often than not not able to stop it, and they are, for want of a better word, ruining a lot of the matches that that they're taking part in. Would that be fair to say? Oh, I I agree with you. So so what needs to happen? Yeah, that was my question for you. Like, what would you say to the fans who are watching the antics of House of Torture and thinking, you know what, this this isn't for me? Well, I talked about it. When when I opined that evil winning the G1 potentially could lead to fans turning away from New Japan World, and I think that that would suck, that's legitimate. That was the legitimate, you know, feeling that I had. And that led to a lot of discussion and falderall and some fun. <laughs> sure did. Yeah, it was a good couple of days. Um, <laughs> but again, I, I've talked about it, and you're obviously not listening to the final three shows of the year, four shows of the year, because I said, what needs to happen? The Hauntai guys need to start standing up and fighting back because they look like idiots. They look like idiots. The referees look like idiots. And until that happens, then the fans are going to continue to be, well, if you're Dick Togo in the crew, why would you do anything different if there is no repercussions? There needs to be repercussions. So until there's repercussions, then they're going to continue to do what they do because they get away with it. You guys understand what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, yes. Uh, but I, I'll give you the counter argument to that. Is that... You you would see it's always been a factor in pro wrestling. We we know this. There's always been that element. I think when it's well placed, it works perfectly. I guess the biggest challenge that people are having, and these are people, and you know the the degenerates that I hang out with, right? Yes. <laughs> and these are the people that are that are talking to me. Some of the best people I know are the degenerates Absolutely. that you hang out with. Yes, you one hundred percent. It's 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 it's. We've. I, it feels like we've lost our uh, the idea of let's do this here and not in big spots. Right. Again, t- uh, final matches uh, in in major tournaments. Now, again, is this? Uh, 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 do we want Evil and Dick Togo to get their you know get theirs at the end of the day? Absolutely. I, I guess the challenge is. Boy, we really didn't see a lot of that for the past five years, and we're getting a big spoonful of it now, and it's not what people came to this product for, I guess. So, okay, wrestling has always been good versus evil. Absolutely. When Bullet Club was running roughshod and interfering, people didn't like Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Right? But isn't that because the the heels are winning, because the heels are getting over? I always wonder if it's a reaction to the result or how you got there. And I would agree. There is no reason in the world why Yujiro Takahashi needs to use his walking stick with the referee distracted at this stage of the game to beat Tenzan and Kojima. Okay? They can they can win 
and show their toughness by beating a lesser team in a convincing fashion. Well, sure, they could cheat, but they don't need to do the same thing every match. I think that's that's lazy on their part. But, you know, again, they're, they're, I think they work from, I don't think they understand what heels did to get heat back in the territory days and how to try to incite riots. I think Dick Togo gets it, but mm. I don't think the other guys do. And so that's like teaching them a new language. And I think you've got to be, all right, we want bad guys to be bad guys. All right, cool. These are bad guys, man. These are the worst of the worst. Um, and now we just need some, we need some baby faces to fight back. Look at, look at what, what I was thinking about this the other day, like the fabulous ones, glamour boy tag team. Uh, but they were in Memphis and they fought. All they did was fight. Because of the teams that they were paired up against. If it was the moon Moondogs, moon dogs, right? Yeah, yeah. They had to fight for their lives every night. And they showed their toughness. They showed their nuts. And that was the reason why they got over. Master Watto, for all of his fancy kicks, the match that he got over the most in in Super Junior was against Sho when he fought him. Right. Stop worrying about wrestling moves and fight. Sandpaper. What do you mean sandpaper? Like some grit. Oh, some... Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me some toughness. Give me a set of nuts. Show me that you care. If the heel throws the baby face into the, into the guardrail, baby face, it better throw the heel into the guardrail. And, and, and if you don't have that, then you have, it's a missed opportunity. And I think it's, I think it's great that all the heat goes to the house of torture. Could it be executed better? Yes. Absolutely. And I would just simply put on tag team videos of let's, let's here, baby faces, baby face tag teams here. Watch the fabulous ones in Memphis. Watch what they did. Oh, there's no moves. Yeah, there's no moves. It's punching and kicking because they were fighting for their freaking lives every night. Well, we're kind of doing the same thing. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Right. So if right. House of Torture, why would you change? You're winning. You're practically winning everything. You're in the finals of every tournament. You're in the, you're, you're almost there. You're almost in the money. You're the never six man champions. Evil's, you know, poised to become the never champ again. Why would you change? Right. So are we being too impatient? I guess is my question. No, I don't think you're being too impatient. But again, my study of the crowd in the modern era began when I was in WWF. And every pay-per-view, every month, we would do a poll of fans on AOL. And it was a simple thumbs up, thumbs down. And if the babyface won the main event, if the good guy retained the belt, if the hero stood tall in the end, overwhelming thumbs up if the opposite was true and the bad guy won thwarting the hero then it was majority thumbs down it had nothing to do with show quality it had nothing to do with anything it had everything to do with results this is wwf 
mid nineties, started the attitude era. Mm. I eventually said to Vince, there is no point in us giving you these numbers anymore. And I explained to him why. And he said, you're absolutely right, pal. So we started to get comments. Now I'm going to pull some pages of comments and they like this match. They like this guy, you know, they couldn't explain why they didn't like X-Pac, but he had go away heat. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> right. Um, they just wanted to see him get his ass kicked. So we really had to kind of translate what the thoughts and sentiments were. The, the new Japan fan right now is not wrong at all. We want to see somebody stand up and whip the house of torture's ass. That will get them to stop the match that with Tama and evil during the G one. Would you agree that that was one of the more interesting matches of the G one? Yes, because the you had the idea of a heel who was playing. I don't want to say babyface at that point, but yeah, he's fighting back. Exactly, and Jada was there to keep an eye on Dick Togo. Right. So until that ha- so, until that happens, until that happens, we're going to continue to get the same reaction from the fans. Well, I guess that will be my next question then. So if we were asking you to predict what 2022 might look like for House of Torture, do you think that their reign of terror, if you will, will continue uninterrupted? Or do you think the the quote-unquote good guys, whether that's in the ring or the authorities, are likely to be putting a stop to this? I think it would be more the guys than the authorities. Um, New Japan is not built around authority figures. And I I think that once you start to go down that road, it sucks. If Sugabayashi uh, suspended them, barred barred Dick Togo from a building, barred him from the ring, referee threw people out, referees quit looking so dumb, then, yeah, okay. I think it, you could have a little bit, but I think ultimately it comes to uh, Yo worried more about punching show in the face with a closed fist than doing a flying spinning forearm and nipping up afterward. It's not about the execution of the moves right now. It's fighting for your life. And they, for whatever reason, that's not coming through in translation. They think they can win with their style. That horse has left the barn. Tanahashi's going to have to fight Kenta in a no DQ match. And I said the other night, if Tana wins, he's going to say, I won this match and I'm not proud of the way I won, but I'm glad I won. I did what I had to do to win. Or he's going to lose and say, the no disqualification rules were too much for me to overcome. And I should have done better. That's it. You either fight back or you don't. And if you don't fight back, then what change will there be? But I have a feeling that I think, I just get the feeling that there's some fight back now starting and I, we, we see it of all people with a little bit with yo bonding with with uh goto and yoshihashi and them trying to you know stick it up the house of torture's ass as much as possible but we need more of it it needs to be oh you know all hands on deck if hauntai and chaos are working together then hauntai needs to watch chaos's back and vice versa yeah. that's it did, I think it's. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, okay, okay, go ahead, ahead, Joe. I, no, I just want to chime in. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, with, let's with World Tag League. 
and again, I don't want to beat the dead horse, but let's talk World Tag League. We talked about it on our show where we had so many different options it felt like they could have gone with, whether it would have been oh, dangerous techers, whether it, you know, I'm sure Naito's has, and, and obviously he does have other plans at the Dome. and uh, But I, it just felt like there was a, a lot of, dare I say, sexier options than w- what was presented on the table. Um, did that surprise you at all that, 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 that this is where we ended up with the, with the tags? Um, yes and no. I mean, yeah, sexier options to do what? To have Goto and Yoshihashi not go into Wrestle Kingdom with, you know, with them, if they would have won, everybody would have said, oh, I would have rather had the other guys win as opposed to them winning and everybody going, fuck yeah. Oh, thank God. (laughs) At least I get. You know, now I care about Dick, now I care about Hiroki Goto and and uh, and Yoshihashi a little bit more against Dangerous Techers. And even Dangerous Techers was like, "Yeah, go win the thing. We want to wrestle you guys." Mm-hmm. So I I think that that and that makes for me it makes an interesting match. Um, if they get if if the bad guys get close and and lose at the eleventh hour, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because. As long as, as long as they don't, if they cheat and win and go all the way through and there's no repercussions, then what's the point? What are we doing? Gotcha. If, if the, you know, everybody bitches about the refs in, in football and in hockey and, and the umpires in baseball, um, and the leagues do try to uh, change, adjust, whatever, but people have been having the same complaints my whole life. Oh, the NBA's fixed. Oh, the NFL referees are corrupt. Blah, 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 blah. That guy doesn't know a strike zone from a, you know, a hole in the wall. It's always the same thing. Um, And you just hope that the breaks go your way. The calls even out. Well, the calls aren't evening out right now. And, but wrestling is, if, if now because of COVID, they can't fight in the crowd. And when they fought in the crowd, if they used a chair, they wouldn't get disqualified. Well, now you can't fight in the crowd. So now they're using a chair in the bar- inside the barricade. And it's not a DQ? Okay. It's not a DQ. But if show is beating me with a chair, you're damn sure I'm going to get a hold of that chair later on. And I'm going to whip his, his ass with that chair around all four sides of the ring. Otherwise, there's no chair involved. Guys have got to protect their business because it's... They look dumb, and that's it's hard to get behind dumb people. <laughs> well, you're, you're on this show. <laughs> well, I throw you a bone every once a year. Listen, appreciate. Let's it, be buddy. fair. All right, all right. <laughs> your appearance is not an endorsement of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, while we're talking about bad guys, I think an interesting counterpoint to House of Torture is Team Filthy, who are. Fair to say, running roughshod in New Japan strong. Right. Uh, but to me, have been one of the, the highlights of that product. And strong itself has been one of my highlights here. It continues to grow. Could you please talk to us a bit about this growth? What you're most proud of? What you're most excited about going forward? With uh, New Japan strong, of course, it was born out of uh, necessity to a certain extent. Hey, we have guys that aren't doing anything. We have a place we could record TV. What if we put a little show up on on New Japan World? Well, we're looking for content on World, 
So that's how it all began. And over time, it has grown. And I think that the homegrown products have been much more interesting than any of the outsiders that have come in. Um, I'm fascinated with the, you know, with Team Filthy. Um, I love the guy, you know, J.R. Kratos to me. And I've said it on commentary. If you are a, a talent scout for a wrestling company and this guy was unsigned, you you shouldn't have a job in the industry because you don't know talent. The guy's 305 pounds and he can do everything. And he's interesting and he's great. And he's a good person to do business with. He's he's everything you want. And there's there's other guys that are just like him. And there's a waiting list. Rocky has a waiting list of guys that he's waiting to bring in. Um, you know, but the time timing has got to be right for everything. So I think that it's interesting where where they've done. Uh, and yeah, the, that 10 man that was at um, Battle in the Valley, that was a f- just a wild, crazy ass match. And I loved it. Um, it was fighting all over the place. As soon as one, and that's where Fred Rosser comes in. See, Fred Rosser, if he was in Japan, he would be he would be on the House of Torture. Forget it. You knock him down, he's going to come back. He's going to punch you in the mouth. I love that guy. He's awesome. Yeah. That's the attitude that needs to carry over to uh, you know to the shores of Japan and infiltrate the mindset of the Hontai and Chaos locker rooms. Would Strong have gotten off the... I mean, was it a direct result of all the trials and tribulations that we've gone through in the past two years? Would Strong have happened if COVID didn't happen? I don't think so. It's a, I don't know the full answer to that question. I don't know when it went from drawing board to reality. I don't know if it was an idea in the back of somebody's head. Um, but it, just everything kind of fell into place with guys being available being able to travel domestically within the United States. Um, what would just be the COVID protocols where we recorded TV? Okay. They're this, that, and the other, having a local production company, taking care of all of that, taking care of everything. The, the new Japan, um, NJPW USA office doing a great job being very thorough, uh, making sure that whatever would be required by the city, the state, you know, city, county, state, those requirements were met and it it wound up being, you know, now it's kind of taken off and become its own thing. So yeah, fascinating to me where it, where it went. Did, was it born just out of necessity and availability or was it an idea in the back of somebody's mind? I'm not quite sure. We, we grew up on this and this product strong specifically. I mean, this is as close to territory wrestling as you're going to get, right? right? It it is it's bare bones, but it's still complex. You have great matches, but none of them outstay their welcome. Um, you have guys that just you know, you know. Your first thought is, is oh, you know, Fred Rosser is a perfect example. I mean, I don't think there was a person who was like Fred Rosser. Yeah, no one. Yet, I I guarantee you, he will be winning awards uh, come year end, and. And and I guess my question is 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 what direction do those guys have? Number one, um, and two, 
that that territory feeling of bringing in people and having them leave and have bringing them back and having i mean i, I again again covid it, it it feels to me like you couldn't do that without it it feels like the limitations help the product if that makes any sense i think you're you're kind of right but it was also it was also sort of the mindset of you know in the taking the direction of the show from just matches in an empty arena setting that's that gets old pretty quick Mm. um over time once we establish the wrestling quality the hard-hitting nature of the show now we need to bring in more episodic elements to it and one thing leads to another the other thing that i think is simple brilliance is the tour concept we don't tour we don't leave but four weeks of tv or three weeks of tv is this tour and here's the big matches you're going to see on this tour and the main event for week one is kind of your mid-card main event the week two that would be the semi-final if it was all compressed into one show and the main event of of the tour is the main event of the of the one big show if it was done that way so i think that it's it has sort of reshuffled the deck in terms of mindset. How do I how do I approach a week's TV? Well, over the next three weeks, we're going to be on this tour. Okay, cool. And uh, these are the matches that we have for this tour. Uh, and then in three weeks, four, four weeks from now, a new tour will begin. So we need to sort of reset or sometimes we'll do road two. The road two, the big tour. Okay, cool. Well, that gives us a couple of weeks to kind of get everything, get the pieces lined up so that the big matches can happen on the, on the next tour. You know, the, the idea of matchmaking is creating interesting matchups that people want to see. That's all a matchmaker's job is. So when you're putting the matches together, you have to figure out ways to make matches that people have want to see that are be willing to pay money for, or in this case, spend time on, and time more valuable than money to some people. We we're trying to grow this audience by giving it to them part of their normal subscription. They don't have to pay extra for it. We give them old episodes on YouTube to get caught up. So I think that the um where where we can go, it's it's been very slow building, very slow, very slow. Now I think more of it's gonna start to come off next year. You don't wanna, you know, Bill Watts was not given away uh too often big title matches on tv but they do you know every couple of months tom lawler is going to defend that title on television and it's a big deal and because by the time we get to who the opponent is and everything that's happened leading up to it well now we've got an interesting scenario look at kenta is so physically responsible for the growth of strong and it was just because when we couldn't get John Moxley every week on TV, Kenta would say, where's John Moxley yeah. with this stupid briefcase in his hand. Right. And it culminated in his two year chase of the U S title. And now he wins it. He wins in Japan. He beats Tanahashi and now says, I want to keep this title because I have somebody that I want to face for it. And we all know who he's talking about. And it's awesome. It is. And it all. Who's st- responsible for that, Kevin? What do you mean? Like, like because like, in, in the sense of, 
you you mentioned we had, we established hard hitting pro wrestling, bare bones pro wrestling, great pro wrestling. We're, we we need some of that episodicness, if that's a word. Who's who's bringing that to the table? Because that's an important element that that get, sometimes gets overlooked, specifically on strong. Um, well, I think that a few of us have kind of put up our hand, and and it certainly has never been slapped down. Um, that having the the backstage comments is to me always a great element to have because we're getting them in the moment as soon as they get out of the ring and they're huffing and puffing and breathing hard. And we're getting those. It's not Gordon solely at the desk, but again, it's not 1978 either. So Mm -hmm. if this is the new variant to the new, you know, kind of the departure from what was uh, the way that we sell emotion and drama, built around a physical conflict, then I'm cool with the way it works. So some of the episodic nature kind of takes care of itself. Fred Rosser had to be censored because he was so in the moment. You know what I mean? And yeah, you can't say what Fred Rosser said, but that's okay. Because by bleeping what Fred Rosser said, it made it almost in some ways more impactful than what he actually said. Kevin, I don't know if you know this, but we in less than a week away, or right around a week away, mm-hmm. we we have a we have a, a couple big shows really in in a in a very large building. Is uh, it the Carolina Reaper Challenge rematch? <laughs> it is not shockingly not. This is called Wrestle Kingdom. What? You've been there, yes. yeah. Well, uh, talk to me about your excitement. Talk to me about um, what you're looking for to most. Uh, what do you think fans are sleeping on match wise? And then, uh, who's who do you think Shibata's opponent? Um, I don't want to guess. I don't want to guess who Shibata's opponent is going to be. I don't think it's anybody. I think that the the thrill for Shibata fans is that he's back in a New Japan ring, and he's wrestling in a match a sanctioned match that has been promoted and advertised. And it's not five minutes. It's a 30 minute time limit. And now there's no striking. Okay. That's cool. They're, they're giving Shibata. Um, they're, they're walking him through with baby steps and kid gloves and they want to make sure. And whereas you, me, Joel, everybody else would go, he wants to do it. The doctors have cleared him. Let him go full speed. Well, New Japan's a little different. Mm-hmm. So I think what we're going to see is uh, we never we never talk, boy, New Japan really hot shot at this thing. No, it's going to be slow progress. And if Shibata performs well in this, he'll earn another opportunity, perhaps down the road. And if he doesn't, then we'll have to take a step back and reevaluate. But I think that, again, the the critical element here is that Katsuyori Shibata is returning in a sanctioned match in New Japan Pro Wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom. He's not challenging for a title, but this is a really important match because he has to overcome this hurdle. If he doesn't, then, then maybe there are no more hurdles. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am I'm really looking forward to of course, the main event of night one. Um, I 
Shingo to me is the sometimes that MVP award is thrown around, you know, kind of like it's the pop, most popular kid in class, but he earned the MVP award this year. Let's be honest because without Shingo, I don't know where new Japan would be uh, with injury, with, with COVID, with everything else that's happened this year. So thank God for him. Um, we're Okada is at his physical best. Uh, I think Shingo will be at his physical best. And I like the physical pairing between the two. I think they have good wrestling chemistry. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Desperado and Hiromu, very interested in that as well. I, is it me or are you guys pulling for Despi in this one? Because I'm kind of pulling for Despi. Yeah. I, I mean, look, we, we, I think Joel was was first on board the Despi train. Um I don't, you know, this gets thrown around a lot, and trust me, we're the king of cliches, but I don't think Hiromo needs a title to be, you know, to be an anchor uh, in the junior division. No. Right? Um, so, yeah, in a, in a, in, I think it would mean more for, for Despi to get the win. Agreed. So, yeah. I think uh, Desperado, they, they know, everyone knows that this match is in the semifinal spot of night one of Wrestle Kingdom because of Hiromu, okay? If it's El Desperado and Yo, it's second on the card. Mm -hmm. And if it's El Desperado and Taiji Ishimori, it's fourth on the card. Desperado's got to win, or he can shut up. Everybody else could shut up because it's Hiromu's world and we're all just living in it. Um, I just, I, I'm really pulling for, for Desperado in this one. Their best of super junior match I thought was awesome. I thought Desperado was the better fighter in that one. I I thought he was stronger and and in more critical moments of the match he looked like he looked like more of a complete wrestler in the Best of Super Junior tournament than anyone anyone else. He wrestled everyone's style. He did what Ibushi did 2 years ago in the G1 and didn't win them all, didn't need to. So, he's the champ. That's okay. He's got the spot at Wrestle Kingdom, whoever he was going to face. I'm fascinated with that one. Um, you know, Dangerous Techers, uh, I don't think they get their due for tag team greatness. And I think that somebody's got to kind of break that curse of the World Tag League Tournament winner becomes the champ. I think they can do it. Wouldn't shock me if Yoshihashi go to win, but we'll see. Um, and then... Of course, Shibata is the, uh, you know, that's fourth on the card. And that kind of takes care for me, night one. The the opener of night one is is kind of wetting the appetite, setting the table for the big matches night two. Ishii and Evil, I'm, I'm not that excited for because I've seen it. And I think that they, this is where the sides need to even up. And we'll see what happens. Uh, and show and yo is interesting to me as an opener, just from a different standpoint. It's very rare that Wrestle Kingdom would open up with a grudge match like this. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, night two, the, the, the two sing special singles matches jump out to me because depending on who emerges as the world champion at the end of the night, I think uh, a logical first challenger could could come from the result of that uh you know if osprey walks away as world champion 
you know, would an Osprey Naito match pe- get people excited? Yeah, I'd be interested in that. Uh, would a Okada Great Okan match be interesting? Yes, I'd be interested in that. Would a Jeff Cobb Shingo rematch be really good? Yeah, hell yeah. So I think that's kind of what kind of keep your eyes on that and we'll see what happens. Um, and you know, of course, whether Osprey wins or not, uh, taking nothing away from his great physical ability and his, you know, whatever. I just felt like this whole thing with the real world title is it, it kind of sucks because he doesn't make the rules. (laughs) It just, it, for me, from a logic standpoint, it never made sense. But they let Will do it. Hey, you want to run around with the with your replica title? Good luck to you. Have fun. Oh, and then oh, and then Okada bringing back the the, the classic <laughs> yeah, title. Sure. And yeah, yeah. You got you got a bunch of titles running around. I here. thought that was interesting though, because again, he's cutting this promo on Shingo while Shingo's sitting there in commentary, and Okada basically talked a bunch of trash. I was waiting for Shingo to get up and punch him in the mouth. Right. I'm waiting for a lot of people to get punched in the mouth. I really am. Uh, because that's that to me is you talk shit, get hit. That's that's the way the world works. Um, but and again, him bringing the V4 title out, I felt like was a, a shot across the bow at the whole idea of this world title and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, and again, we don't know where Ibushi is in terms of his rehab and recovery and how qu- will we not see him until the New Japan Cup? Uh, that's a possibility. Would we see him in a big match, you know, preceding that? There's going to be big matches with this golden anniversary. There's going to be, you know, a lot of big events coming up. So um, I'm interested to see where he might fit in coming in. Uh, but my hope is, is that everybody gets through healthy. And that we get the year off to a great start with no one, with no injury, with no COVID, with no nothing, a full roster. We get the borders opened up. We start to, you know, talent comes in from all over the places. And in the world's words of Hank Stram, we matriculate the ball down the field. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, and then you got Noah right after that. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, what's your, what's your homework like? I mean, are, are, are we sitting there cramming in a bunch of uh, of Noah uh, yeah. matches? Or I, I, yeah, I I don't follow Noah, and I'm I'm having to play catch up, especially with the younger guys. You know, of course, Keiji Muto and you know uh, Nakajima, Sagara. Uh, I know those guys. I know what they've done. I know what they've done recently, but it's the it's the undercard guys and kind of the connective tissue. Like, why are these matches made this way? Oh, because this one used to have a link with this one, and this Ogawa was this was partner, and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, it's been a lot of uh, study. Here's an interesting tidbit that you guys will appreciate. Do you know who all got together on a call? Was me, Chris Charlton, Mark Pickering, and Stuart Fulton. And they they do the commentary? They do the commentary for Noah, but they don't do the commentary for New Japan. So guess what we're going to do, boys? (gasps) We're going to share notes. That's good. How about good job by you guys? Thank you. Nice. That is a great job. Because I you want guys. them to be. I don't want the, you know, the Noah guys to be hamstrung, and I don't want to be hamstrung. So sh- let's share notes. We're not competing against each other. 
you know, let's let's work off the same. Uh, we're, we'll play music off the same sheet. And, uh, you know, I will tell because uh, Stuart does the play by play. So I'll kind of give him the notes of here's kind of the common pattern of moves. You'll see this, then you might be able, then you might be able to tease this. Um, we know that after Nagata hits the, the boot in the corner, it watch for the exploder. Okay. The exploder coming. So those types of things, my familiarity with the product will benefit them. Their familiarity with the product benefits me. And and that's that's and that's Chris's wheelhouse too, though. He knows. I mean, he's ev- just an, an he's encyclopedia a, of knowledge. He knows everything. He knows everything about everything. Isn't that annoying? It is. <laughs> oh, it's it's. But he's uh, he's really improved. I'm really happy with him. Um, and I think that it it he doesn't have to say everything every match. He could save some notes for later on. He's got a bunch of stuff scribbled in his notebook. Uh, you know, I have everything nicely typed and printed, but um, he he'll work off of it and he'll kind of draw draw a line through something that he said. Okay, I said that, but he's still got acres of notes that go untouched. I said that's fine. Don't worry about it. You don't have to say everything. It's not a you know court order. If it fits, say it, and if it doesn't fit, don't worry about it. Use it another time. So while we're talking about this uh, Noah partnership, do you think it's more important in the, the short or the long term in growing New Japan's relationships with other Japanese promotions or other North American promotions? Um, I think they happen simultaneously. Um, I think that it's two separate, two separate business models. Noah is not what Noah was. And... I think that, but Noah in Japan and the stars in Japan can help Japanese business overall. Rising tide raises many ships. So I think it's important that they uh, work together. And then with companies in the U.S., I think it's a talent sharing and uh, there's there's marquee matches that, that are to be made. I, I don't think that the, you know, the marquee matches from the impact world aren't going to move the needle, but there's stars abound in AEW that would move several needles. And we saw that with John Moxley's appearance on strong uh, numbers of viewers jump significantly from what I was told. Well, no kidding. He's, he's on nationwide TV every week. He's one of the, you know, most well-known wrestlers there is now there's five or six other new names and, and uh, with, incredible resumes and long wrestling careers that would be very, very interesting for North American fans to see. So I think both can happen simultaneously, um, especially with the world worlds all separate. Like I don't see Noah having interest right now in doing business with AEW. I don't think that benefits them. I think they need to grow their Japanese business and then uh, get on a better, a more, sure footing in terms of the path forward they got to get a little younger too that that won't hurt and then we'll see what happens but i think it opens up a a world of possibilities but in the in the short term i think they they are um trains running on parallel tracks 
So there's uh, an exciting year ahead for New Japan. I think it's fair to say it's their 50th anniversary. Obviously, there's some plans in the pipelines for that, as we we led to understand. Last question then, Kevin. What do you think fans should be most excited for in 2022 New Japan Pro Wrestling? I think um, that I, I, I don't know... It, it, that I think that the excitement should come from in the short term that New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to do their best to put on the biggest and best events related to this 50th anniversary. I don't know how Japanese companies celebrate a 50th anniversary. You know what I mean? I'm not sure culturally like what happens. Um, 50, uh, you know, the 50th wedding anniversary is a pretty big deal. So I would imagine that the 50th anniversary of a company is a pretty big deal in Japan too. So let's see how, but I've been told, yeah, we're going to, we're going to have some, some real big shows here and do some cool things. Um, And then of course, the other thing that I don't even want to say get excited for, because we don't know if it's going to happen is once the borders open up now that can add another layer of excitement. Um because of the potential for more stars coming over and fresh matchups and new faces and different things. Um, but I, I can't even get excited about that yet, but in the near, near future, I can definitely be excited for what's been told to me is going to be some cool stuff related to this 50th anniversary. And again, the first thing was the new Japan Noah event on the eighth in terms of, wow, I didn't see that coming. Well, no one did. So there there could be more stuff like that to come over the course of the next few months. Fantastic. Kevin, thank you once again for taking the time to talk to us today. Obviously, Wrestle Kingdom right around the corner, January 4th. Everyone, if you haven't already done so, go and sign up on NJPW World to make sure you can get in on the action. Is there anything else that you'd like to plug before we say goodbye? Just remember live English commentary with Chris Charlton and myself. Uh, that I am calling this year's Wrestle Kingdom for the first time from home, but live. And that was, you know, travel related. So uh, it'll it'll be as great a live show as we possibly can have. But then I'm going to Japan on January 9th. And after I get done with my quarantine, I will be calling uh, every uh, world live broadcast live all the way through to the end of the New Japan Cup. And so we got that to look forward to. That's at the end of March. So uh, January, all of February and all of March, I will be in Japan and we'll be producing live content for you galore on njpwworld.com. Great. Looking forward to it. We appreciate your time, Kevin. We're all looking forward to hearing your voice again on January 4th. Uh, Thank you again. Happy New Year. Thanks. And see you next year. (laughs) Boom. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
buy rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.